What's up? You're listening to the Flow Roll Podcast, and I am your host, Edgar Otraves. Now, today on the show, I have a special guest. He is a jiu-jitsu black belt and one of the owners of Living Art Jiu-Jitsu here in Willowbrook. He's really talented, super knowledgeable, and it's been a pleasure, an absolute pleasure, training under him since October 2022. His name is Ramses Bougarin. If you're interested in more jiu-jitsu content, make sure you make your way over to our website, theflowrollpodcast.com. There you'll find a complete catalog of all our episodes, but I also have playlists. So for those of you who are absolutely new to the show, I not only do pop culture stuff, but I also do fight breakdowns and all kinds of stuff like that. So make sure you check out the website. We'll have specific playlists for some of those things, specifically combat sports. You can go there, find my interviews with other jiu-jitsu players and jiu-jitsu black belts. Ramsey's is super technical, really talented dude, really smart. And I just felt like he's so smart, like I needed to get this guy in the podcast and he was willing to come on. So I hope you like this episode. Without further ado, on with the show. Here, let's get started. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Floral Podcast. I am Edgar Otraves. And today on the show, I have Jiu-Jitsu Black Belt... Ramses Bugarin. Bugarin. Close enough. Yeah, okay. that, yeah, the second one was right. Okay. Um, forgive me. Uh, so <laughs> uh, let's let's start with some, you know, like basic questions and stuff. And I'll make sure to kind of maybe put like the timeline and stuff in the description so that people can jump around. Uh-huh. So we'll start with some basic questions. Mm-hmm. And because uh, you're the owner of a newer school, right? Like, yeah. how long have you guys been in business? Uh, we started in June of 2019. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, basically the first week of June, June 4th or something, is mm-hmm. when we laid mats down. And yeah, that's when we started operating, more or less. Yeah. So, um, and the name of the school is Living Art Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy. Is that? Uh, just Living Art Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's... There's an academy, maybe in the LLC or something like that. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's just living right Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Cool. And so you guys have been in business since 2019. Mm-hmm. What was that like, man? Like, it was like right before the shit hit the fan, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, so what it was like is uh, in terms of like me and like the stages of my life, it was, I went from being like somebody's underling, somebody's more or less like gopher, peon, uh-huh. to like being responsible for my own space. And uh-huh. from like the... Uh, the running of the business standpoint, it wasn't very different at all. Because at least where I used to work before for my old uh, teacher, mm-hmm. um, you know, I already did all that. Like sold memberships, maintained memberships, dealt with customers, basically everything that was not the teaching of the actual jujitsu, mm-hmm. at least not formally, is what I did. Cleaned the gym. So I already knew how to run a gym, yeah. more or less, you know, from the business. I obviously... I have learned a lot since then in terms of, I don't know, there's a million things that I've learned since then about running a business, but the bare bones of it was something I was already pretty comfortable doing, Mm -hmm. but, uh, being responsible for the show entirely. Yeah, it was, it was a different feeling and it was liberating and it was also nerve wracking because at the end of the day, if something went wrong, it was my responsibility. It wasn't anybody else's, you know, my, my successes or failures were, 
my own and our own at that point. And also there was a little bit of like a imposter syndrome, if you could call it. I feel mm. like I'm breathing directly. In yeah, you, can, that you right? can turn it this way. Is and this, like, you could, yeah, like you could talk something. and it'll still pick yeah, up. They don't, nobody needs to hear. <laughs> right? oh, sorry. <laughs> hey, I thought it was me. I was adjusting too. Yeah, sorry. Oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, is this, this okay? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Right, cool, cool. I don't know where, where I was. Uh, also, yeah, imposter like a syndrome. little bit of an imposter syndrome. Because like I said, I went from being just like somebody sort of in the background, you know, one of the higher level students, I guess, or higher level practitioners in the room, but very much like a background character in terms of the business mm -hmm. to being the person that was responsible for all of it. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was sh shoes I had to fill and I wasn't really sure a hundred percent confident in my ability to do so actually doing it is just a little bit different. So I don't know if that answers the question or if it's too long winded. Of an no, answer, no, that's yeah. perfect. Uh, um, cause like one of the, one of the questions I have for you is like, you guys have really separated yourselves in terms of how the, how you run class. Like class is not the traditional way of running class. You don't have like the wrestler circle drill or just like the warmups, the traditional warmups where people are just running around in circles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like you guys have done away with a lot of that. And I say you guys, cause you have a partner, right? Jim, Jim, Jim Barrett, Jim Barrett. And yeah. so like one of the, you know, like when I first showed up, uh, I had a few conversations with Jim and, and one of the things he said is, is that you guys tried to kind of run it a little more modernly, kind of like you wanted to do things a little differently than how most gyms are run. And so like, what is, what is the inspiration for that? And what are, what are the, some of the things that you have said, okay, we're not doing this. We're changing this. Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't even think that we're unique in that, that sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, because I think that with like my generation of, uh, I don't even think we're really that, that unique in that, uh, in that practice anymore. It's so like with my generation of like school owners, you know, people that you know, I saw come up through the competition circuit and are now opening schools. I think a lot of them have had a lot of similar experiences to, mm -hmm. to what we had. And they have a lot of the same grievances with like the old guard, mm -hmm. um, and how the way, or how they used to do things like, uh, you know, I mean, everybody needs to learn a shrimp or hip escape, whatever you want to call it. But do we need to practice that every day? Yeah. Uh, you know, no, <laughs> an analogy that I use probably too often, especially when I'm explaining, you know, what jujitsu is to like parents of kids in the kids class that are trying it out or something. It's a lot more like playing the piano than it is lifting weights or running, mm -hmm. you know, not that those things don't have their cerebral component too, but I don't want to waste people's time with just getting a sweat in, just, just getting tired yeah. when there's so much jujitsu to be learned. You yes. know, there's, I need to, a lot of times I feel a lot of classes, I feel like I didn't cover enough or not that I didn't cover enough, but, uh, there was, there's just not time. enough time yeah. to, you know, I'm always feeling anxious. Like I, uh, like I either didn't give people a chance to practice it enough, or I didn't give enough information or enough data within a given, you know, class. And that's even, you know, skipping warmups altogether. Yeah. Obviously, everybody needs to learn the fundamental moves, how to, you know, move yourself around on the ground, learn the the basic dexterity. Um, but we don't need to do that every day. We definitely know, don't need to be running around in circles, you know, doing all that sort of stuff. Definitely, if you're interested in increasing your attributes for the purposes of being better at jujitsu, you should definitely spend time on that. But in an, in an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minute class, 
am I going to waste 20 to 25 minutes of your life warming you up? There's that, better uses for the time. You and know? that is absolutely <clears throat> like some of the, the ideas that more modern jujitsu instructors are saying is just like, these people only have a certain amount of time. Yeah. Some people can only come maybe twice a week. Yeah. We're going to spend 30 minutes or whatever. Making them do burpees. Like, exactly. Right. Like, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. You want to smash <clears throat> in as much like jujitsu instruction as you can during mm -hmm. the time that they have. Exactly. And, so and not, even not everybody really. has the privilege of coming like four or five, six times a week or twice a day, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. But I don't even offer classes twice a day. Most days. It's just recently that I opened up a Tuesday at noon and I had a Thursday at noon for a while now, but yeah. We have limited time and lots of jujitsu to learn. So, but thankfully, I, I think that we're not that we're not unique in that aspect. Um, most the more uh, modern gyms are doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and a little warm up is always good. And but I uh, know I'm always well. Yeah, at least the way the schedule is now, um, it's tough to to get on the mat any sooner than class time. But you know, warming up will happen with the drilling of the moves, and you know, by the time we get to the actual sparring, we're probably in pretty good shape to to be going live with some intensity and you know yeah. i don't think it's i think it's something we could comfortably skip and if you want to get stronger faster more flexible it's going to take some more focused work anyway to mm. do that in a really meaningful way and that can't happen on a jujitsu mat anyway you know so so you at one point also practice hapkido did you yeah. make it to black belt to hapkido or no just... just just short of it uh unfortunately um a then i went to college mm. I hear you. Uh, then I just couldn't keep up with the practice because, you know, also the, my teacher, my Hapkido teacher then, he had his school in Aurora, mm -hmm. which is where I, uh, I grew up. And that's where I started training with him. But then he uh, closed his school so that he could climb the corporate ladder at Costco. And now he's like a pretty decent level manager in a oh. distributing facility in Costco, if I, if I Neat. remember correctly. So he did well for himself there. He just couldn't you know, support a family that he was just starting, you know, off of, uh, off of a school or, or maybe wasn't interested in growing a school to that point mm -hmm. to where he could uh, live solely off of it. But yeah, he closed the school to make a long story short, just before I went to college anyway. So it was difficult to, to finish in a sense, not that you're ever finished at Black Belt, but that's, you know, where I started uh, learning martial arts. And that's kind of where I started, you know, liking grappling and jujitsu because at least the version of hapkido that i studied that had kind of like a lot of elements to it we did some judo throws we did some wrestling we did some like uh steven seagal type you uh, know joint locks Aikido. and stuff yeah and i don't want to uh besmirch my old my old teacher but like it's a lot of a lot of that stuff was stuff that would never work against a resisting opponent you know yeah. and uh <laughs> yeah not to besmirch you know the art or whatever because it's a beautiful art and yeah. arts like it are definitely beautiful and you know, have their, their validity, but we also did grappling, mm -hmm. you know, and that's the stuff that I was really fond of. Um, we just didn't do it to the depth that like a, like a true Brazilian jiu-jitsu gym or, you know, would, would explore, but it got, it got me a taste of it. I learned, you know, actually when I'm thinking about, you know, certain techniques like a cross collar choke, for instance, or a lapel choke from the back, mm -hmm. I actually remember his cues and the way he taught it. But yeah, he was he he was a student of the game, a student of martial arts. My you know old uh, old coach, his name was uh, Ed Perdomo, or is Ed Perdomo? He's not dead. He's still alive and well. And he's a family <laughs> Rest in Morris. Rest in peace. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's alive and well. Uh, has a family in Morris, Illinois, and he still has his school. 
and, and he has a, a group of students out there. And they actually have been back and forth since we opened the school about getting me out there to hang out with them and, and teach a little bit, some jujitsu. But anyway, I kind of got away from myself there. But yeah, uh, he was a actually really good, really good teacher for what he knew about jujitsu and grappling. He taught very well. And I remember his instruction and his cues for the stuff that I knew, which was limited, obviously. It's some, some closed guard, a handful of submissions, you know, some top control things, you know, like the three to 5% of what I know now or whatever, but uh, it, it got, got my start from him in, Interesting. in grappling and jujitsu. So like, <clears throat> so then you already had kind of a, an attraction to grappling. Mm -hmm. So when you ran into jujitsu, so what, what got you interested in jujitsu? Like where was, was it the UFC? Did a friend introduce you to jujitsu? How did you jump, make that leap from Hapkido to jujitsu? Gotcha. Well, I, uh, I had tried to hang on to like some sort of, practice mm -hmm. you know i would come home here and there and try to meet up with old training partners and uh try to prepare for a black belt test which was you know we were i never ended up doing it unfortunately but and then throughout my years in college i was a, a music school student i got kind of fat not not kind of fat <laughs> i got like pretty legitimately fat like well, uh, i think we all like, do that yeah like, you know because i mean you're studying they're late nights you're eating ramen to get yeah. by oh to, like especially then Dude, growing up in a Mexican family, everything's rice, beans, mm -hmm. you know, tortillas. tortillas with everything. I didn't know what a macronutrient was until <laughs> after. I, no, I'm, I'm not even joking. Yeah. Until after college, I didn't know the difference between a protein, a carb, a fat, mm -hmm. none of that, or what proportion things should be eating. Yeah. You should be eating things in in order to, like, live functionally as a human. <laughs> um, so I got, like, a little over 200 pounds, mm -hmm. um, being five foot seven, you know. Like after college, you know, I was a clarinet player and, you know, I was an okay level for a collegiate, you know, player, but uh -huh. I was never um, destined to be in the big leagues of the clarinet playing world. Um, and what, what, what kind of money do those guys make anyway? Like, I mean, the, the people at the top of the field are breaking into six figures oh, probably, nice. but that's like the baddest motherfuckers. Yeah. You know, that's like, that definitely, that were, there were many hundreds of thousands of people between them and me, yeah. you know, <laughs> even if you, you know, are at the top, you also have like a teaching gig at a university and probably a studio of private students. Mm. So it's not like you're in that to make a ton of money or whatever, yeah. but you're um, just going to do more work. Yeah. Or I mean, yeah. it's, it's awesome. It just wasn't the grind that I ultimately would love enough to continue with. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, then I just needed a job and I, first thing I could get was selling gym memberships at an LA fitness. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, and I was, you know, the, my chubbiest then, which is kind of ironic. Uh, my <laughs> boss was actually pretty fat too. Um, no, none of the salesmen were in shape now that I think of it. The personal trainers were, but the, none of the salesmen were in shape. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I, uh, like two weeks after I got hired, uh, an eventual friend of mine got hired too for the front desk and I saw he had cauliflower ear and then I started talking to him and then I tagged along with him to uh -huh. where he was training and then ended up training at his basement. And, you know, then I found myself, you know, training at the school he trained at and it became, you know, more and more a bigger part of my life. And I eventually got fired from that job at LA fitness and I started working for the school that I was training at mm. and then, you know, bartending on the weekends to, you know, fill in the financial gap and yeah, and it just years rolled by and it became more and more part of my life. And 
Wow, dude. Yeah. That's kind of awesome, dude. Like, like, I mean, there's always, especially after college, because I mean, I went to art school. I went to oh, really? uh, Columbia. Yeah. I, I went in for film and animation. Sick. Yeah. yeah. So, do you but, draw? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I do some illustrations here and there. I'm actually working on um, a painting or some, some ink, ink washes for uh, one of my old instructors. He okay. asked, he asked for his brother Dude, and I'm a so bunch ignorant. of them. What is an ink wash? Ink wash is just like, it's just you, and I could be doing a real bad job because this is <clears throat> animation and illustration in that respect is my forte. Mm -hmm. The ink washes is, is something I picked up while I was in school, but it's not my thing. Mm -hmm. But um, an ink wash, all it is, is uh, as I understand it, it's like watercolor. I'll draw it out. I'll sketch it out look like some fine lines and then kind of clean it up with an eraser or something. And then I'll go ahead and fill in the color, but that's all it is. I mean, as far as I understand it, unless it's so not it's like a, like a high level watercolor. It's, it's a watercolor. Yeah. That's right. all it is. It's a watercolor. The only difference between what I'm doing in terms of what watercolor is, is I'm taking one color and, and diluting it. So that I get the different grays. Oh, okay. So it's one. It's basically one. Uh, it's one color with different different shades of intensity to make the whole. Okay. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Yeah. 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 So it's a uh, basically it's a black and white image. Okay. Um. So uh, I had a guy ask for a couple, and then who another guy that I know he owns a gym out in um, Kentucky or is it Tennessee? I think it's Kentucky. And then uh, my my old instructor saw them and he's like, "Can you make me some?" And so I'm, I'm like, I think I got like seven. I need two more. <laughs> it's been a lot of work. Yeah. We had, that sounds like a pretty labor intensive kind it, of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun, but there's a, there, like, there's a lot of setup to it. I feel like I still have such a, like a poor image of which, can I just Google ink wash? Yeah, for stuff? sure. Yeah, yeah. I might even have it wrong. Um, but just so I could get a visual, you know, of like what, like what, what one would look like. Oh, I know? can show you one. I can bring, I can show you one after, after the podcast. Yeah, sure. The, the. All right, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I've seen so many, and I and I didn't know what exactly they were. That yeah. that's cool, man. That's a cool style, a cool like a, if you would call it a medium to work in. That's yeah, like, it's yeah, that's yeah, that's what it looks like, kind of. The versions I'm doing has a little less. What he asked for exactly is is a little less blended, right? There's mm -hmm. like it's. You'll see. I'll show you and you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. But I have some of it on my Instagram. Uh, but anyway, let's get back to you. So like, so you made the transition to jujitsu from that friend that you met at the, at that gym. Mm -hmm. And so then you started training. How long did it take you to get the black belt from that point? Oh, so I got my black belt kind of recently. Uh, was it two months ago-ish? Mm -hmm. two, two, three months ago? I thought you were going to say it took me two months. I'm like, what? No, no, no. Two months ago. Like, <laughs> So I started in, in uh, late late 2011. Mm. So that's around when I graduated. I started working for LA Fitness. And uh, not immediately after graduation, but f fairly soon. Uh, worked at, uh, got a job at LA Fitness, met him, and then started following him around, training as much as I could after that point. So from late 2011 till, what was it? Yeah, three months ago, something like that. So, so about 10 months. I mean, 10 years, 10, I'm sorry. Yeah, something like uh, 10, 12 years, something like that, right? Mm, yeah. Math. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not good with math. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, well, that's awesome, dude. That's that's awesome. So 10, 10 11 years. Uh, and what was, 
what were you training like? Were you like twice a day, once a day, as much as you can? So from when I when I started, I only had one day off at LA Fitness, and I would just train twice a day that day. Oh, that's I could crazy. Do, I could do nothing else jujitsu-wise as the, my schedule didn't line up. Once I got fired, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was there all the time. <laughs> Actually, no, there was, a, there was a stepping stone in between. So for whatever reason, I mean, uh, there was... There was a lot of like bogus um, aspects to the job. They wanted you to go out prospecting where you would go to like other businesses, essentially. You'd go to malls or whatever, uh-huh. and then you would try to hand out these three-day free passes to yeah. LA Fitness, try to get people to That's give rough. you their phone number and stuff. You'd get kicked out of a lot of businesses. You'd get you know, told to fuck off like so many times. And there's people that can be successful doing that. That just wasn't me. Yeah. You know, like, especially at the time where like, you know, jiu-jitsu did like uh, a lot for my, you know, self-worth, confidence, X, Y, or Z. I wouldn't even like to do that now, but especially back then, I'm going to go up to a complete stranger that does not want to talk to you while yeah. they're washing their car or something like that, yeah. or they're vacuum out, vacuuming out their car. I'd be like, hey, want to check out this gym? You get a three-day free pass. You know, like, that's uh, not fun, you know, getting told to getting having all those uh, awkward conversations in a row or so what i ended up doing is i just didn't do that <laughs> i went to train uh-huh. instead of do my prospecting oh really you oh, went yeah. to train yeah fuck that i would uh <laughs> I would take long lunches and or i'd be like, oh i'm out prospecting sure I, I would go train instead and then i would leave work early to go train uh-huh. um so then as soon as i got to a position where i could do that um i did that as often as possible and then for whatever reason I was not a good salesman, you know, for sure. Uh-huh. I didn't do my job, essentially, other than when people actually walked into the facility wanting to buy a gym membership. Then I did my job, but I wasn't prospecting. I wasn't going out and actually talking to people <laughs> past my first couple of weeks of being in that job. Yeah. For whatever reason, they promoted me to uh, assistant managers. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. I mean, so just, because, were, they, just you... because they needed people, not because I was good at, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody's really that good at that job. Hey, um, hey Ramses, you got yeah, a pulse. Yeah. You're assistant manager. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, like you, you can string a sentence together. Cool. You know, like we're, uh, you're not a total idiot, you know, here's a promotion. And then after that, uh, my performance still wasn't like good or stellar or anything like that. It wasn't abysmal. You know, if somebody came in yeah. that spoke English and wanted and, and could hand me their credit card that wanted a gym membership, I could take their money. That yeah. wasn't any idiot could do that. Um, then they promoted me to actual sales manager, so I had even less oversight. Uh-huh. And I could fuck off even more, <laughs> and I went as as often as I could. I would just go train, and then it became a twice a day deal. I would be out at noon to try to catch a noon class, uh, and then I would be out for the <laughs> evening, you know, catch an evening class. And yeah. I kept that gig up for for a good year. Yeah, I, think I was a manager in my own location, as it were, you know, in big air quotes. Um, for quite a while before they they got sick of me and fired me uh-huh. um what was the reason that they fired you i just low performance number low, yeah. low sales numbers or whatever okay. but it was also i mean i'm going to be making a lot of excuses if i wanted to i'm sure i could have been a little bit better at that job uh-huh. um but you'd get there at like 9 a.m 8 a.m or whatever you'd sit through a bullshit telephone meeting where like you know somebody two positions above you gave you a rah-rah speech that changed nothing a lot of times you'd actually turn down actual customers because attendance at this meeting was like mandatory i'm like dude what are you doing i got somebody who wants to give me their money right now like yeah and they get mad at you if you missed the meeting they put me as a manager at a bally's because that 
little gym fitness industry. LA Fitness bought Bally's. Okay. Yeah, I don't... It's I didn't relevant to no one's life, but that happened. And when that acquisition was fresh is right around the time when I was working there. So they put me as the sales manager at a Bally's or what was a Bally's uh-huh. in uh, Glendale Heights. Okay. And uh, it was just like Bally's left it. Rusty, dilapidated, oh. dirty. Uh, it was gross. Straight. It was gross. Like you go into the showers, it was like prison. They didn't even have stalls. They just had like shower heads. Uh. I guess that was big in the nineties or whenever Bally's was big. It just have like a communal shower uh-huh. and the grout was all full of grime. The sauna was just, I didn't even want to step into it. Like, and so Bally's used to sell their gym memberships for like, I don't know, like a hundred bucks for a year or something like that. Or just these crazy low prices for uh. ridiculously long times. And then LA fitness took over. Now things are 40 bucks a month. Yeah. And you got to sell this piece of shit for that price. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which if I was a stronger salesman, believed in the product or, you know, I don't know, yeah. maybe I could have done it, but it was a tough sell. I was looking like <laughs> looking around this place. They want me to sell this for well, 10 times more, uh, the price than these people are used to paying anyway. Um, so after several months of me not trying to, to do that, what I thought was an impossible job, they did eventually get rid of me. That was fine. Collected unemployment for a little bit and then uh, found a bartending gig for a banquet hall and, you know, all throughout. It was just honestly just something to provide a paycheck for me uh-huh. while I trained and competed as much as I could in the, in that time. Dude, um, like that's not any different than any, I think most people, I mean, even people who, who got a like, oh, I'm going to get an engineering degree. I'm going to be working right out of school. Yeah. Like, even those fools come out and be like, fuck, I can't get a job. You yeah. Know? I'm just in debt or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they're in debt. Lot, yeah, because you mortgage my... your future, right? You, yeah. You, I mean, I did the same. I mean, like, like I got an art degree. I went to, I went to fucking Hollywood. I tried, you know, but... <laughs> What, what was your original intent? Like, what, where did you, what, what was the, the goal? What, my goal was I wanted to be an animator. I wanted to, like, sit and draw pictures over and over again, you know? Like, that's what I wanted to do. It wasn't until, like, uh, late in my college career that, that I figured out that, at least in the United States, animators don't do that. Most of that menial, like, really, like, heavy work get sent overseas to like Japan, Korea, China, et cetera. Get out. Yeah. So, so what we do here is all the planning. A studio here in, in in Hollywood or not here in Hollywood, but in the United States, they they would build the story, create all the storyboards, create all the art that goes along with scene with every scene. And then when it's all ready and planned out, they send it overseas and they do all the work to animate between, you know, the pictures, right? So they do all the drawing. But still, I still wanted to be in the industry, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I went out to Hollywood. Like, I tried. I knocked, like, there was one event. I, I've talked about this before, but, like, there's this one event that was called the Animation Celebration. Every studio in Hollywood was there. We're talking about at least 50 studios, maybe 100. I don't mm-hmm. know. And it, we were all, like, located in this one hotel on Hollywood Boulevard. And so I went, and, like, there were lines to every studio. I mean, Disney was there, like fucking Nick, Nick, Nickelodeon was there, Cartoon Network, all the studios, mm-hmm. even like little rinky dink ones that did contract work for the bigger studios were there. So I was like, I'm not going to Disney. I'm too good for Disney. <laughs> I'm going to go to Cartoon Network. They're going to pick me up like that. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, dude. I show up, there's a line, right? And then I see the guy in front of me. He's drawing like 
like pictures. Like this dude was painting at like an incredible high level. Mm. I'm like, how old are you? Like, what else do you do in life? Are you, is this all you're doing? There's no way that you can fucking paint like this. This is amazing. And I look at my shit and I'm like, fuck, I suck in comparison to this guy. <laughs> I'm not even fucking close. Uh. So like I'm in line, I'm seeing these people who are incredibly talented going up to this guy in a room who's just looking at portfolios. And, you know, people, they, they come in with the portfolio and they're like, here's my portfolio. The guy would do this. He just literally grabbed it, flipped through the pages like this. Thank you. Next. But, but is that not even a serious look? He I mean, been seeing some genius shit and he would have just missed it. Well, maybe, or maybe he was looking for something very specific. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the goal of that was. Maybe, maybe it was like one of those deals where it's like, we have this giant event. You need to go and represent and change oxygen to carbon dioxide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We just need you to like, you know, make space over there or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. Take up space. And so, yeah. So like, you know, you go up and the dudes would flip through pages Every now and then someone would be like, oh, that's nice. That's interesting. And then they keep flipping. And that was it. And they just skipped over his best work and the pages stuck together. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Like, I don't know if the, how good the guy was looking. But, like, you know, he'd try to give him a card and he'd be like, no, I'm good. Thank you. Next. Jesus. You know? And so, like, you know. It's barely an audition. Yeah. It's barely. barely an audition. Barely a conversation. It's like, here's my work. My name is Edgar. Blah, blah, blah. And then they'll just look at. Okay, Next. Like you, did you see what that guy? That, that he got a next. Guy, he got he got a really. Yeah. They said fuck you to him too. They said fuck you to him too. He like showed him. I'm like damn. And then I sat there. I'm like, if this guy doesn't have a chance, what kind of chance do I have? Yeah. Like not even close. Yeah. They they go up and it's just like, oh, that's great. That's really good work. Okay, thank you. Bye. Next. Damn, I'm like, dude. damn, that guy. That guy was a genius. Yeah. And did so, any did anybody get like a not in the lines that I was in. I mean, I did see, like, he grabbed some. Like, you could see, like, some of these people, they had, uh, like, a little stack. Yeah. But they weren't taking every portfolio that was coming their way. You know, they, they must have been either looking for something very specific or fishing for some new ideas or maybe just representing. Right? Maybe they, who knows? I don't know. Because, I mean, we, there was a lot of studios, right? So, I yeah. go to Cartoon Network. I got to know, of course. I go to Nickelodeon. I got to know. And then I said, well, fuck it, you know, I'll go to Disney. I'll, I'll let Disney <laughs> turn me down. Yeah. So I went over there, they shot me down too. And then I just got, I said, fuck it. And so I went to every studio and I got no like a hundred times or whatever. Damn, Dude, fuck. Yeah. That, that was like, at first it stung, right? I bet, yeah. But then as you go, as you get to like, I don't know, 20, 25, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. <laughs> callous <laughs> yeah at that point you're just like fuck it everybody Shelly said no yourself yeah, yeah. <laughs> i suck i know i suck i'm just gonna go to the next guy that haven't confirmed that yeah uh confirmed that about 50 times that day but anyway um but yeah dude like so yeah out of college you know, just like you bro like i was bouncing around yeah no i mean you you probably were way more competent in your field than i was in my i was under no illusions that like the chicago symphony was gonna give me a look the next yeah. day but i knew i had like a lot of work to do uh-huh uh, and my plan was, you know, get a job and then, you know, sacrifice whatever hours I could in a day to a practice room. But like, then jujitsu came along really. And it's like, this is way more fun. <laughs> and then, you know, organically, it just took over more and more of the yeah. life, you know? And, uh, yeah, that's just, you know, that's just how it ended up rolling out. I, I over time, I learned that I don't love this other thing mm -hmm. as much as I need to 
for it to feed me. Yeah. You know, like, um, if I, if I loved it more and then I could grind at it harder, but it's just, you know, took a while to learn that. That's, that's another toxic trait of mine is like, not, they probably don't quit some things as you know, as sooner, <laughs> sooner. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's a bad trait, man. It's probably is. I, I don't think so, man. Cause you need a little, uh, I'll call it stubbornness for the lack of another, uh, of a better word, but you need to be a little stubborn for sure for, for certain things to happen. Like, I mean, imagine if you didn't have that trait for jujitsu, like there must've been times when training jujitsu sucked. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but regularly, still, yeah. sometimes. Uh, yeah. But, but like, uh, for instance, and now we're getting into. I told myself, yeah, oh, I'm probably not going to say anything that stupid or cancelable. But, uh, <laughs> but like, uh, with my last training environment before I met my current teacher, Jeff Serafin, mm-hmm. angel of a human being, wealth uh, of knowledge. Because from the day he started to now, he's been a student of the game, learning the new stuff, you know, keeping current. And trains with us all the time, you know, is in there sweating and bleeding with us, you know, every, every, uh, competition training we have. Anyway, before that I was somewhere else and about a year and a half, two years in, I probably realized that that place wasn't the best for me. Yeah. And I just wish I'd have quit that sooner. Mm -hmm. Obviously what I walked away with was a wealth of data of what not to do, of how not to treat people, of how not to run a school uh, and how not to treat your students and uh, how not to let yourself develop when the people around you are very quick to give you adulation and praise that you didn't necessarily earn. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I I suppose I did walk away with valuable lessons and valuable data, but uh, I would have been a better jujitsu practitioner today if i would have left that environment as soon as i felt the first inkling of Mm -hmm. realization that this isn't really the room where people go to get better technically you know yeah dude i've had those experiences too yeah i mean i've i've been at good places and i've had not the best instructors at some places as well Mm -hmm. one of the things i i really like about what you do at your gym is the fact that you are you, you you keep current like I best. know, I know you're yeah. studying. I can tell, best, be, yeah. you know, cause like the stuff you bring, like, I'm like, Oh shit, look at this. You know, like, I mean, a lot of my instruction has been a little more old school. So when you bring like crab rides and fucking inversions and fucking, you know, uh, beating bottles and all that stuff, I'm like, Whoa. And that's, that's a, well, you say that, but that's not even a, I th- that's standard now. I would yeah. Say, you know, exactly. That's, like, uh, that's not even like avant-garde. That's like, <laughs> you know, you need to know a little bit about it. And it's been that way for a little while now, it's right? Been, yeah. Yeah. That's and, not- and, and I mean, you know, I've had instruction where they don't even teach that, you yeah. know? And uh, the, uh, the instruction air quotes there, they would get made fun of bare oh. bolos and inversions or newer stuff like that would yeah. get made fun of like, ah, I see, I seen Jacare doing these way back then. Well, why didn't you show me it then? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it, if it's not news to you, why yeah. are we not talking about it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, well, like you know, some of the some of the things that people will say, oh, he's a YouTube uh, jujitsu uh, practitioner. He he jumps on the YouTube and he looks for the latest move. I'm like, no, dude. Like, I well, bought a fucking well, maybe, <laughs> but like, who's sh- who's on the other end of that YouTube is the meows yeah or keenan cornelius yeah. or somebody or that's somebody... making it happen in the tournament scene right now yeah you know it's not like you know just some fill in the blank you know guy wearing a gi that hasn't won anything it's you know yeah it's not it's not like it used to be you can get a lot of great data 
you know, there's a lot of great data on YouTube now. Now it's not, it used to be where there was mostly just bad data. Mm -hmm. Now there's a lot of great data. Yeah. Well, I think, I think you have to disclaim that a little bit because you know what good data is, right? I mean, you're a black belt. I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but like, you know, a schmuck like myself or under me probably looks at it. Oh, that's badass. I'm going to try that. (laughs) And then when you try it, you get smashed, you know, it's just like, why didn't it work? It worked for that guy on the YouTube, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, but like, uh, Generally, generally, like the the people I like learning from, I like I like Marcelo Garcia a lot. I think it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think his stuff is a little more is is not like super fancy. A lot of it seems really kind of conventional, huh? Straightforward, straightforward, and and it's kind of like more my style. But I definitely like the stuff that you're teaching in terms of like you know, like I was talking about some of the more quote-unquote avant-garde stuff or the stuff that's like, like what modern players are, are doing right because mm-hmm. i haven't i haven't practiced any of that you know mm-hmm. um and uh, even if i don't use it myself i still need to know it exposure to it yeah i need to know how to defend you know. it yeah you know because yeah. i'm gonna get a guy like you who's gonna take my back you know <laughs> and yeah. um uh so like one of the things i wanted to kind of mention is uh is how how slick your game is oh, i appreciate it man thanks yeah. uh because like it's like it's like when I when I roll with you, and that's the other thing too. Like I, I haven't rolled with a black belt in a while. Like since Viana Brothers, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, like I, I don't know why it's been that way in some of the other schools that I've been at. Um, there it, and there's some reasons I understand. You know, like like some teachers they teach a lot, right? And so they just don't have the energy, mm-hmm. or they they you know. Plus, I'm a bigger guy, right? Mm-hmm. So I understand. I don't want to be underneath me either, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but. Like it's been a while since I got I had a black belt since the Honor Brothers essentially, and so like rolling with you, I'm like holy shit, you know. I realize oh I still have a little bit of ways to go, yeah. <laughs> you know. But like you're so slick because like you will pass guard, and and it's just like bloop, you just you just get the way you're going right. <laughs> Me I feel like I have to do so much work. Well, like it's a little bit of stylistic difference too. Like mm-hmm. uh, I find it very fun to pass from distance to open pass and mm-hmm. like find like a, oh he he forgot to control my leg here so I pummel out or whatever. Yeah, um, it's because uh, at least a, it might be a little bit my personality that I don't necessarily like to to grind on people. Mm-hmm. Um, like if it's you know if I'm grappling somebody significantly less experienced. Do I really need to cross face them with all my strength? Do yeah. I need to stack them and mm-hmm. you know make them breathe hardest? I don't. You know, there's something that they're not guarding, and I'll just take that path instead. And there's that. That's not saying that there's anything uh, less valid to pressure passing or less technical about it. It's just a stylistic difference. Like mm-hmm. if I uh, were taller or naturally heavier, I'd probably pass a, a different way. Um, it just so happens that I find it fun mm-hmm. and, uh, like kind of mentally engaging to, to, to pass from distance and to op- like pass from open for more, with more motion. Mm-hmm. But if I were, I don't know, if I were naturally a little heavier, I'd probably want to pressure pass some more or something like that. The way you um, pass, at least from the little, the little bit of rolling that we've done so far, cause I've only been with you, what, four or four or five months now? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So like. It feels both like, like I've known you for a while now, uh-huh. but also like you're like, we're still fresh to yeah. each other a bit. Yeah. You know? So like the, the, the few times that I've rolled from what I'm gathering, cause like you, you just. You you don't you're not like uh like the art of jujitsu guys right um 
I mean, that's a, that's a weighty comparison. Yeah. I'm, I'm not like them in a lot of ways. You're, you're not, you're not <laughs> flipping around in the air. You're not like super speed passing. It's like, I'm going to go this way and you can't stop me. And it's, and you just kind of like, just walk over my, yeah. like anything I'm trying to, pa- anything I'm trying to like protect. It's, it's fun for me to see you do it. Cause I'm like, damn, you did that so smoothly. And I, I couldn't I stop it. it. Thanks. Yeah. You know, but it's just, uh, but it's at least from the again. I'm sure there's another aspect to to your passing that I haven't seen yet. But at least when it comes to me, it's like you pass, and it's it's like I see it happening. I, I can't stop it, and you just just slide right through my yeah, my well, open guard or whatever. Well, once we roll a little more, you'll yeah. you'll kind of see what I'm like looking for, and you'll uh-huh. be able to defend the stuff a little more. It's not it's not anything like magical or secretive it's just it's magical know. to me because yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know I, I don't know what you're doing I guess is yeah. what it is but, but once once like yeah. uh you know once you're around a little bit longer and mm. I show you how to defend against some of the stuff I'm throwing at you mm. you know it'll be a different story we'll be we'll, we'll be making each other work harder mm-hmm. you know the more the more we're around each other but uh yeah I just I just hope I'm not boring you because no, absolutely not <laughs> you're, you're tough man you, yeah. you're tough you come at yeah you come at with good intensity and like I, I try to tell everybody this like uh um, at least it's my job to do this and I don't always succeed because, you know, I'm a, I'm a person like everybody else and I'm flawed, but like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's for at least a lot of the, a lot of like our students or whatever. Um, it's my job to be, you know, either pulling the punches in a sense or holding back to yeah. try to, is that nobody learns if the person that's the most experienced in the room is just beating the shit out of you the entire time. Yeah. It's not letting you move, not giving you a chance to work. I think that in order for somebody's skills to grow, uh, there has to be a little bit of a physical dialogue. It can't just be like you hit a wall, yeah. you know, um, it has to be a little bit, you know, obviously I'm going to defend stuff you throw against me and I'm going to, you know, stop you at some point or, um, but there has to be a point where you attempt something and then, uh, whether you succeed or fail, um, you get far enough along in the attempt where you can get some feedback as yeah. to why you succeeded or failed. Mm-hmm. And if you just like, you know, if I show you an arm bar and then we roll and I never let you even get close, you have no idea what, you know, what kind of progress you made. You have no idea. And, and you made no, you didn't no make it just con- towards the goal, you know? Yeah. Uh, I didn't make it far enough to get any feedback, either good or negative about mm-hmm. what you learned. Is that what you're looking for from your upper belts? You want them to kind of maybe practice that kind of mindset when they're rolling with like the white belts and ah, stuff? Dude, I don't know. There's so much I'm still figuring out about being a coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful I have Jeff now because he's a, a great person to ask these questions to. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided to tie the first blue belts around the first set of waists, you know, pre- not that long ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's a couple months before I even got my black belts. So it was, Less, less than half a year ago. But uh, when I'm able to trust somebody to roll with a newer person mm-hmm. of like kind of any athletic level, um, and I know that they're going to keep the new person safe and they're going to keep themselves safe, that's a that's a big marker for me for like what I would like to see in a blue belt, you know, uh-huh. competence and control. The competence mm-hmm. uh, and able to control like their their kind of spazzy opponent mm. and able to control themselves emotionally where they're not just going to lay into a new person because they can, you know, yeah. and they can keep each other safe, you know, make the community, you know, keep the community nice to be in, to be a part of, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, it, it takes all kinds to make a gym strong. You got to, you kind of need the guy that only is going to roll one speed and he's trying to kill you every time. <laughs> you kind of need the guy that's yeah. uh, 
that's going to match your energy and you kind of need the guy that's going to, that's going to kind of go light on you Mm -hmm. and all the time, you know, um, man, I I feel like I got away from myself there a little bit, but anyway, I think it's my job, uh, being, you know, at the head of the room to, to be pulling the punches and giving the opportunities so people can get their reps in and get meaningful data and meaningful feedback on, on their attempts. Like Mm -hmm. I tried the sweep and it failed here or here Mm -hmm. and at least have a, give them a good chance as to, to see as to why it failed or why it succeeded. And so that's why when I'm rolling a lot of like uh, students at the gym, you know, they, they might feel a little bit like you do, like, oh, it's not a lot of pain, not a lot of discomfort, hopefully mm-hmm. not a lot of pressure, but he's still like passing my guard or sweeping me or stuff like that. It's, it's when we get uh, more familiar with each other and we're going to make each other work a little harder then I'll probably have to use a little more violence to, mm-hmm. to, to, to get ahead, to score and to submit. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've done things where it's just like in mid flow, like I'll have a butterfly hook or something and I'm trying to, I'm trying to do whatever with it, whether I'm trying to sneak under and grab a leg and go for a leg lock or a leg or a leg entanglement, or maybe I'm trying to dump you. I've seen you where I lift that leg and you pummel your, the leg that I have hooked off of it. I'm like, that is so badass. <laughs> Thanks dude. Yeah. No, because I'm like, I'm like, how is he doing this in the middle of this shit? You yeah. know, all, all learnable, all teach, all, all skills anybody yeah. can, can acquire. We for just sure. haven't gotten there yet. You know, no, for sure. You know? And I mean, but I'm just thinking like, the you know part of it plus i mean part of it is that you're a black belt right you know and, and you have all that you've accumulated all this knowledge right but you have the experience to know to not only pummel that right to feel to have the feeling to like know that you can pump but to know that you can pummel that like it never occurred to me in my whole life yeah to to like you know swim out that leg it's uh that started like I've been doing that for for a little while like maybe since Blue Belt like uh, the Mendez brothers released some video it was just a drill that they did it was literally pummeling the shin from one side of the leg to the other and I was uh-huh. like that is so cool really and then I started trying to use that wherever I could where I could stick it in it's like a pretty energy saving way to get around some legs so, yeah so. and I think that's the other again adding to the aspect of why I think you're slick because like. It doesn't take a lot of energy, mm. right? You just need a little awareness. Mm. And the fact that you have that awareness, it, 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 it was impressive. Because I'm sitting there, and I'm like, he's going to go over. I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> you know, now he's yeah. passed. Like, how do you do that? You know, it's, uh, so there's a lot of little things like that. That Because um, I think the last time I rolled with, with a black belt was when I was a blue belt, essentially. Because mm. like when I left Viana Brothers. How long are you training overall? Uh, well, I mean, it's been since 2010 that I started training, but I mean, it's been on and off. Right. So like I moved and distill down the the training years, would you say five years? I want to say like, like five, six years. Okay. And a purple belt for how many of those of the training? Probably since I think I've been a purple belt for like the last five or six. I think I've been a purple belt since 2016. Damn, so so the last black belt you rolled was, was, was quite a while ago. Yeah, it was quite a while ago. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah I mean, um I'll roll I'll roll with it like I'm talking about consistently, right? Mm-hmm. So like cuz Daniel Viana over at Viana Brothers would roll with me quite often. And I've been in other places where I shouldn't say quite often, but he would roll with me. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh I've been I've in other nothing but good things about about the Viana Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those guys are great, man. Yeah, uh, one of them 
sadly has passed. Right? Yes. Is that, yes. Was that Pe- Pedro? That was Pedro. Okay, yeah. He was he was a badass. He um he was a cop. Okay. And the uh, the way he passed. Yeah, he had some stories. Yeah. Yeah. The way he passed, he he there were he was rock climbing, and oh. someone had gotten stuck during the rock climbing, and he went down to help. And while he was helping him, it, you know, it, uh, I guess something happened with his harness or something and he fell. Damn. Well, I mean, fuck, if I, if I had to go unexpectedly, I'd hope it'd be yeah. you know, trying to help somebody. Trying yeah. to, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, it's very sad he passed, but I, he know, was it it, not the worst way to go if I had to go that way, you know, trying to help somebody. Yeah. He was, he was, he was great. Um, I mean, he hated me, but <laughs> <laughs> why do he hate you? He's, uh, he was, a. Uh, he was a character in himself. Gotcha. Like, okay. He All was right. he was a little bit of a drill sergeant. Okay. And, yeah. and I was too silly for him. <laughs> Where were you at? The, I was twenty some. Huh? You're twenty some when you know. No, I was like thirty. I was thirty, but I was being silly, you know. Because okay, so for example, I've told this story before, but um, uh, so like one time for, he would give me a lot of shit, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, but he would give everybody a lot of shit. Okay. Like I remember showing up to the gym and then uh some some poor kid was in like in the locker room and he he was like, I don't think Pedro likes me. I'm like, dude, you're so egotistical. Yeah. He doesn't like anybody. <laughs> <laughs> he's, bust, he's a ball buster. Yeah, he's yeah. a ball buster. It's just like you're taking it too personal. Don't don't worry about it. He doesn't like me either. <laughs> you know? Daniel's on the other side of the spectrum. He's super charismatic. Everybody likes that guy, but that guy likes everybody too. You know, he's so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pedro, Pedro's on the other side of that. And so like they balanced themselves really well. But anyway, the story I was getting to was like, so I show up to uh so like we're finishing class and uh, you know, he gives me shit every class, right? But at one point, he looks over to me and he's like, you don't know how to tie your belt. Let me show you how to tie your belt, right? So he comes over and he's just like, you do it like this and you go like that. And I'm like, you go left. And he's like, is that your left or my right? Or my left? My left. <laughs> and he looked at me and he's just like, stupid. It's your left. I'm like, all right, fine, gotcha. And then he's like, okay, now you go down. And I go, you're down, hey, or, my you're down or my down. <laughs> and he looked at me like he was going to kill me. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just playing. If you're going to be hard like that, you're kind of you're asking for some, somebody to be a smart ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly, right? He's giving me shit, yeah, right? Yeah. So I gave him a little shit back and he yeah. did not like it. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't like, speak ill of the dead, but like, yeah. Yeah. No, he's, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not speaking ill. Everybody knows no, this. But, but, but most, mostly what I was going to say is like, I've been made to do push-ups uh-huh. here and there put, by another grown man, a uh-huh. grown man telling another grown man to do push-ups. <laughs> Suck it. Yeah. Uh, for, for just for giving it back to him a little bit. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I'm not going to speak for you or speak for, uh, you know, the late, uh, Pedro, but uh, mm. yeah, it was a, I never understood that. Like, dude, I am literally just busting your chops right back. Yeah, and just because I'm not the black belt in the room, you're gonna get all butthurt about it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, and, and the and he was, uh, but he was, you know, I mean, he was still very like honorable and giving. And I've seen him do things where it's just like, wow, you know, like, like again, like 
the way he passed is just yeah, that's an a, example of yeah. the type of person he was. Sure, he was a ball buster. Sure, he was a little bit of a drill sergeant. Yeah. Sure, he no, gave me a hard like, time. I'm just speaking from my own yeah. br- up, upbringing in Brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah. trauma. No, no, <laughs> I, I've never met you know yeah. any, either of the Vianas, but uh, yeah. you know, but they're yeah, great speaking, people, man. Yeah. You would like them, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I've, like other other friends who you know speak well of them, so I'm sure yeah. they're they're really cool. And they have a they have a, a pretty good network of of black belts themselves. They got, they got a guy out in Cleveland. They got another guy here in, in, uh, in Aurora and they yeah, got that yeah, guy. Pico, uh, yeah. Aaron Brooks, right? Aaron Brooks and Pika Pau. Yeah. Yeah. And they got John Lawrence out in hurricane. And then there's a, uh, uh, fifth element in Kentucky. So like, he's got, he's got a few black belts out there. And they, like, I know all those guys, those guys, I don't know Aaron very well. Like he's I know funny. him, he's like cool. I, yeah, yeah. I've seen him here and there, and I've talked to him a little bit, but I don't know him. I can't say that I know him. Mm-hmm. You know, no, we we intersected a few times. Uh, I don't. We never competed against each other, but we were uh, on the in the same trip for a couple of tournaments, and yeah. then during the pandemic, we ended up training in the same room a few times. And he's mm-hmm. he's a good dude. Yeah, I heard nothing but good things about him, and I've been to his school. His his school is nice. Like you know, and it's he's big, got. Yeah. He's got a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. As, as, as soon as they opened, they just had like, it seems like they just had a gym full of people. I was like, wow, like uh, positively envious. Yeah. Like, yeah, good good for them, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, hopefully we could do the same on over here with Living Art. Yeah, man. I, it's, uh, I'm I'm happy that it's been growing, but yeah, I would love to to just pack it full. Yeah. I'd love to Well, dude, like, I, I, see, I see more and more people every day. I think it's part of it is like we're coming out of the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're kind of done. That's in the rearview mirror yeah, at this point. Hopefully, yeah. And so, like, I see more and more people. Am, am I wrong, or am I just excited that when I see a new person? No, it, it, you're you're definitely right. And because uh, uh, you know, I've I've been telling myself I need to do X, Y, or Z. You mm-hmm. know, marketing stuff to to really get get ahead. And I, to be honest, I haven't really changed a whole lot mm-hmm. um, in the past year with like the sales funnel or anything, but just more people are coming through, nice. which is great. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm less... terrible at posting in the so, on social media. I'm terrible yeah. at like, you know, any 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 sort of like habitual marketing thing that I have to take active action for. Yeah, I'm really bad at. <laughs> but uh, there's you know. there's a there's an aspect to that that's like, like. Like it's necessary, but I also sometimes feel a little gross, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's same. You know? Same. Yeah, it's just like I hate posting shit yeah, about myself. Like, no one cares. Like, yeah, I'm just some other. I'm just another asshole. You know. <laughs> uh, don't like. I'm gonna take another picture mm-hmm. of. Yeah, no. Yeah, like, does anyone really care? But uh, I'll tell you. Okay, so uh, just from the little bit that I know in terms of social media and internet marketing and all that stuff, is just like. Like, uh, and it changes cause the rules change. Like people get sick of one thing and then they, you know, collectively seems people start looking for other things, but yeah, you're right. The solo pick of like you in the room and whoever attended, not the biggest draw, mm-hmm. right? If anything, that just shows, you know, your students that, Oh, so-and-so went shit. I missed the chance to roll with that guy. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's all, all it really, I think it does. Uh-huh. Uh, if you want, if you want your post to do more, you need to give some kind of value. Mm-hmm. So, like for example, I don't know if if you do this, but like I'm on Instagram, I have a shit ton of like saved like reels of people doing 
like jujitsu stuff. Oh yeah, I have a yeah, just a, a list of moves. Of, yeah, of, of, of like that was cool. Save that yeah. was cool. Save yeah. yeah. I might but, not look at it again. Yeah, but. <laughs> I don't think I have. I've ever looked at one twice. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's the same thing. But that's that's another sort of imposter syndrome type thing. You're like just some other asshole showing something that somebody else has shown a million times. You yeah, know? but that's not good to think that way. I know. No, because because here's a couple things that you can do that could help that post. One. Like, for example, make it so that it's um, that it's something somebody's going to learn, right? Mm. So, like, I don't know how many times I've seen the cross-collar choke or whatever choke. I'm like, I've seen this a hundred times. I'm like, oh, there's a variation. I'll save that, right? Now, there's a couple things that helps that post. One is the choice of music, right? Mm. There's a little arrow on all the music. Like, you, you can tell, like, you'll see... The music is trending. So if the, if the music you select is trending, it will help your post in the reels. Yeah, there's a lot of stupid rules. The, I was the other day, I was the last thing I posted, it was just uh, I was teaching my kids mount escapes. Uh -huh. and like, I, I was trying to figure out how to cut out my voice because I hated the sound of my voice. I couldn't figure out how to do it, but I could figure out how to do music on it. Uh -huh. and I, like, I tried to search songs, specific songs that I wanted. Like, that's not there, that's yeah. not there. And yeah, just I'm sure this that shit just passed me by. I'm like yeah. the old man, like... Trying to figure out the remote control. You know, like, <laughs> you're like, Dude, you're younger than I am. But like, how old are you again? I'm 47. You're 40, you look, you look great. Oh, thank uh, you. But, uh, but it, it's all the, it's all the fat. It keeps, it, it keeps the wrinkles <laughs> out. Moisturize. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, that's that's the natural Botox. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I feel like. Yeah, I just confused by it. I'm like, oh god, it's just no. such a chore, man. It, dude, it can be. <laughs> Going along with, like, the types of students that you might have, mm. what do you what do you do with the spaz? Like the like the wrestler that comes oh, in, yeah. um, and you can't you he's like hurting people. Well, he's too rough. They don't they don't get to that point. Like uh -huh. uh, whenever somebody new comes in and they're completely new, uh, like if they're completely new to jujitsu, mm -hmm. then you don't want them sparring with anybody. I, at least, sorry, I don't want them sparring with anybody but me mm -hmm. um, or somebody that I know I, I can trust. But it's normally normally me because it's my job. So I don't want to put that on, on anybody else to mm -hmm. do my job for me. Because I've been on the receiving end of that. I'm working the front desk. Now it's my time to train, which I wasn't getting paid for. Yeah. Rams, you going with the white belt. Like, no, dog, that's that's your job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for me now. You know? yeah, and, I, yeah. and I know that... Uh, we have an awesome group of students and everybody's super eager to help, but I don't want to always have to put it on, on another person to be with the new guy, at least for the sparring portion, because new people have unpredictable reactions. And yeah. while I think it is a valuable component of somebody more advanced apostrophe S's training, mm -hmm. um, to go with a new person and, you know, learn how to control a spazziness, a spaz person, you know, and keeping them safe and giving them a good experience in their first role or whatever. It is ultimately my job. So I'm always the one that, that rolls them first. And I, you know, been doing this for over a decade. I know how to defend myself while taking care of the other person too. Mm -hmm. If it's somebody that has a colored belt around their waist or has some experience, then they definitely roll with me first because uh -huh. I don't know what their intentions are. There's people that, you know, that, that go out and they're, I don't know, they're trying to prove something to somebody or themselves or trying to see what they can get away with or the, you know, this, anybody that hasn't personally invested in the community, I don't trust to, um, be, you know, compassionate with our students. So yeah. you're going to roll me first either way. Mm -hmm. Um, and then once I get a feel of what you're about, 
you know, I feel like I can trust you, then you can roll other people mm-hmm. and I'll still watch because, you know, I would hate for me to be distracted and the new person spazzes out on a, you know, one of our students and, and gets themselves or our student hurt just because I wasn't paying attention. So I'm, I'm a bit of a hover parent, which, you know, for better or worse, I think it's for better. If I was, if I thought it was for worse, I would change us, I suppose. But, uh, everybody rolls me first, whether they're new to jujitsu and especially if they're experienced. And there's only been a couple of times where I only let them roll with me. The guy came in maybe six months ago or more and he was a truck driver he said he'd, uh, I can't even remember where he told me he was from, but he gave me a strange vibe Uh-huh. and he rolled with me. And then like I was on his back, he gave, he had some strange reactions to certain things. It's like <laughs> he would jump on certain things and sometimes let me get certain things. It just real unpredictable. Uh-huh. You know, like, like anyway, and then I took his back and then he stood up uh-huh. with me on his back. <laughs> and I'm just like, if you slam me. Uh-huh. going to kill you and then kick you out of my gym. Uh, and so I was like, and I got a strange vibe just from talking to him and with rolling with him. Like this dude is just shady. Yeah. Um, and so he only rolled me for, he rolled me three, four, I think maybe five times. I'm like, is this dude going to like get sick of me or tired? And, yeah. uh, <clears throat> and it wasn't like the roles were, you know, full of violence or animosity, but I just didn't trust him. Didn't have a good feeling about him. Uh-huh. And uh, then afterwards he was a, uh, we, he, he started talking to like our only female student at the time. Oh boy. Her name's Jackie. And then he started just hitting on her and like, you know, and like, uh, and well, it's whatever, whatever people do, what, however people flirt is whatever their business. Um, but she didn't like the advances. Well, she didn't, I didn't know how to read the situation. Uh I don't know if that's just how, I don't know, man. I've been, (laughs) I don't know how people talk to each other when they're flirting. He wasn't like saying anything crazy gross. Yeah. He was just, uh, and afterwards she's like, Hey, that didn't make me feel super comfortable. Can you walk me to my car? I'm like, absolutely. Holy shit. I'm sorry. Like I I didn't know how to read the situation. Like if I had seen or known for sure that you were uncomfortable, I would have intervened. Uh, it said something along the lines of like, what are you doing after this? You want to go out? He's like, nah, I'm going home. I'm going to bed. He's like, cool. Can I come with? And I was like, that's like, you know, uh, that's gross. You know? Yeah. And I mean, as well, maybe it's not my business to intervene. She's grown and I'm here. Yeah. Like I'm present. So I know he's not going to accost her or something. So uh, I didn't know if I should intervene or not. So, I mean, I yeah. think I think the other thing too is uh, anything will fly if the girl likes you. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, you know, so you could say that if the girl's into you. Yeah, and, and you get the reaction that you think you would get. But if she's not into you, it doesn't matter what the fuck you say. Yeah, yeah. it's all gonna suck. Yeah, you yeah. know, and yeah, and, and so like I you see, I don't know if I would have been able to catch that either. You know. Yeah, I mean. It, uh, there's, there's a lot like that I'm oblivious to uh-huh. socially, you know? Um, but anyway, so long story short, everybody rolls me first because yeah. I don't know what your intentions are. Yeah. I don't know if you're there to, to flex on people and uh-huh. yeah, I'm going to figure out real quick. And, and I don't know how you feel, uh, you know, when you're, you're tying up with somebody, it's, it's pretty revealing, uh-huh. like at least in terms of their personality, what kind of person you're, 
you, you've got in front of you when you grapple with them. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm just making that up. But no, you're not. I, I, I've, it's, it's revealing, I think. You yeah, know? it is. I've, I mean, I've been practicing martial arts since I was 16. I mean, I started with wrestling. But yeah, like you get to know somebody pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're a chicken. Yeah. You know, if they're afraid of stuff. Yeah, you know, if they're fucking heroes and they'll sit there and bang. Yeah, or if they, uh, like, almost if they're deceptive. Yeah, if they're, uh, if they're good liars. <laughs> yeah, or, uh, you know how they react under stress, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. how they react when they think they're getting the better of you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, are they careful? Yeah. Yeah. Inconsiderate, you know, inconsiderate is another one that you don't get from a conversation stuff. You might maybe even never really know until you tie up with them, you know, um, about a person, about a non, like a a friendship you have with somebody you've never exchanged violence with. Yeah. Um, Especially when it comes to like, uh, people who are newer, right? Because mm-hmm. they're going to compensate with the lack of their knowledge with strength, right? Mm-hmm. So they're always going to speed or whatever, yeah, yeah. And so they might just try to like just freaking be mean, right? Yeah, yeah. And and it's just like, okay, dude, you know, uh, they, you know, I've been I've been in other gyms where it's just like, oh, you're an asshole. I don't <laughs> think I don't think you should roll with anybody else. Yeah, I think you know, like you and I can roll a couple of times and. Maybe maybe that guy over there he'll smash you, but no. yeah. yeah, yeah. But I I guess I don't have a a mat enforcer, yeah. and I don't really like that either. The the idea of like oh because leadership didn't watch over the matchups in the room uh-huh. and he beat up a girl now I'm gonna send, I'm gonna sick somebody on them like no that should have never happened in the yeah. first place I've seen seen it happen so many times where a guy comes visits the gym and nobody's watching the matchups and he goes and he chooses a girl or chooses somebody much smaller than him uh much uh or or much less experienced and then yeah. he just tees off I'm like I'm it's like I'm looking at the dumpster fire everyone's yeah. like, nobody's watching this yeah you know, and then I took it upon myself, you know, and I had a lot of fun doing stuff like that yeah. uh, here and there, you know, it was like, you know, I, I'd like to think I'm kind of a nicer ish person. And then anytime I feel justified to use a little more meanness than, mm-hmm. than I normally let myself, it was a lot of fun, but I think that was a failing on the leadership of the school. So I, I wouldn't like to have that kind of culture in my gym. I'll get to know you first mm-hmm. on the mat. If you're cool, then you roll with other people. I'm still going to watch. And then like, if you sign up then assume like you're, you know, you want to stick around and you want to be, you know, accepted and be a positive part of the community. And I, I think, uh, you know, I think it's worked out well, at least that, that little process, you know, dude, I um, think you do a great job of, uh, maintaining the culture of the, of the gym. Thanks. I mean, I, uh, I suppose that if it were to go sour in a sense, I, I'm being like, uh, the, the person at the head of the room or whatever, I might be the last to find out, but I, I would hope that I've, I'm doing my best at least. Mm. And I, and I hope that, uh, you know, it stays to be, it stays a very positive room to be in and a really welcoming and, uh, uh I will um, say know, that inclusive that, room that jujitsu, at least most gyms are pretty good about maintaining that culture and kicking out people who don't belong, mm. you know, cause, uh, at least at all the, all the gyms that I've been at, uh, the, the head instructor was always good about, Hey, stop your shit or you're out, mm. you know? And, uh, I may have disagreed with some of my instructors with some of the stuff that they're teaching, which wishing that they had more modern instruction and stuff like that. But the culture, at least in the last, in all the gyms that I've been in have always been 
really good, really healthy. Good. Uh, there's, yeah. there's never been, I've never had a bad experience. I mean, I've had some silly experiences with some people that are just, who don't know how to stop, but you're going to run into people like that all the time. Mm -hmm. But in terms of like, oh shit, I don't think I can go to this gym anymore. You know, mm -hmm. like I've never had that experience. It's always been like, mm, you know, I got to move. You know, now yeah, I gotta okay. find a new some, place. Some other life change. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's never been like I have to run because you know so and so is a jerk and the, the the instructor doesn't isn't on my side or whatever. Yeah, weird shit. Well, well like uh, well, okay, I guess I guess that sort of answers the question. But I I kind of did have a question for you in that in that regard. So I do have like a like a personal experience of like I should probably leave. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's something like you know not cool here yeah you know or there are a few things that are not cool here and i'm sort of like you know putting my thumb up to the sun I'm like no it's okay yeah you know it's all right i could ignore that or just turn a blind eye toward toward it have you ever experienced anything like that you know in in your in your jujitsu upbringing or martial arts upbringing where there's like a kind of a there's a red flag you ignored or a couple red flags you ignored and if you're willing to to talk about that from your ass because i have a you know, my opinions and my theories as uh -huh. to why those things perpetuate uh -huh. or are allowed to perpetuate by otherwise decent people and smart people. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if, if I I've, could hear. I mean, there's, I have, I have had the experience where I stayed with a, with a, with an instructor too long mm -hmm. where I was like, mm, this is not working out for me. Mm -hmm. and, and you uh, stayed regardless. And I stayed regardless. Yeah. And so I was with an instructor who who was only showing up to teach like once a week and you taught the rest of the classes and the I did. Oh damn. Okay. I taught three, four times a week. I would teach a Saturday class. I had, I had a Wednesday class that worked with my schedule. Then he moved my Wednesday, my Wednesday class to a Thursday class. And so he asked that I teach not only jujitsu, but also kickboxing. So I taught like, uh, he asked that I, uh, do a kickboxing warm up with a little bit of sparring, like light sparring, tapping and stuff, and then uh, jujitsu no gi after. It wasn't exactly what I was looking forward to do, but I enjoyed teaching that, right? Mm -hmm. So I did that. <clears throat> but like I taught, I taught the, the Saturday class. I taught that 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 Wednesday or that became a Thursday class. Then I taught, I believe. Uh, a Tuesday class and I taught both adults and kids you know and then the pandemic rolled around and then I realized holy shit I'm spending a lot of time at the gym and I'm not learning anything mm. you know yeah so like were I'm you a the paying student huh were you a paying student no okay he, well, at least I, there was that but yeah I was I was learning for free <laughs> learning but I wasn't, I wasn't learning. Yeah. I was, like, what, what, no, he also had a, a very cheap employee. Yeah. Yeah. In another sense. But anyway, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. No, for sure. <clears throat> so like he had this gym that wasn't doing well and he had, he had the instructor, me teaching almost every class. And, uh, and he was like, well, I need another class. I need you to teach this class. And I need you to, I'm like, dude, like. Yeah. Like I have a family, I got shit to do too, you know? Yeah. But I didn't really think about it until the pandemic. Then the pandemic rolled around and I'm like, oh shit, look at all this time I have. Cause we had to close the gym down. Right? Yeah, man. Uh, on a, on a side note, uh, the pandemic was like, it was a, it was a big change. And, and at least I'm thankful that it was a net positive, mm -hmm. uh, for me 
Yeah, in, in the same sense where like it, it it shook things up yeah and it reorganized things anyway i'm sorry no no yeah. for sure it, it really did yeah, it shook like things who, up i mean who, i work who from knows home. how much longer you would have that, that situation would have carried on you know otherwise yeah i i mean <clears throat> if it wasn't for that i wouldn't have realized how much how much time i was losing because i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't i think i would have been fine teaching the kids class if i was still learning shit mm -hmm. you know but i wasn't learning anything mm -hmm. and that's why i left Mm -hmm. so like i got to the point where and, and there was it was a few things like i got promoted work got really busy i couldn't be dependable to teach these classes so i i, I told him i was like look i i work and because of the nature of work now you know i work at home sometimes i don't log off until about seven o'clock you know mm -hmm. there goes your kids class you know mm -hmm. and maybe part of the adults class yeah so it's like i can't i can't be depended on for this so i have to i had to leave it was a little bit true and a little bit of an excuse you know mm -hmm. but um but i i realized that first of all and here's the other thing too it's just like those kids classes were rough man like you handle kids classes amazingly well, like thanks, you're I you're firm my best yeah but you're fun you're not you're not mean but the kids don't mess around you know, there's none of that, like, kids rolling around. You've, I've seen you handle, like, difficult kids, uh, like, pretty nicely. And I was just like, I think I would have choked that kid out, <laughs> you know? Like, what the fuck with that kid, you know? And some, and some of those kids, like, uh, like uh, I, I don't want to name names. I'm really proud of, like, how, how far they've come. But, like, mm -hmm. there's, there's a few when I met them, I'm like, this kid is problems. <laughs> and I was thinking way meaner stuff in my head. But, uh -huh. like, but, uh, but then they, all of them so far the ones that have started out a little problematic have made big change now they're like some of the kids that i that i know i can trust with the yeah. little kid or with the new kid or whatever i'm sorry i didn't mean to no no that's over, cool like, that's yeah. exactly what i want to hear but, yeah uh, because i mean uh, yeah because like those i've seen i've seen you handle the kids class and i mean i think that's one of like the most telling signs of a good instructor or a bad instructor so is thank, how they handle the kids it. class okay thank that thanks man it's a Big compliment. I appreciate it. Because I've been, I've been around, and, and not just, not just jujitsu in other martial arts. I've been around where the teacher loses it, and I'm like, "What the fuck is wrong with you, man? Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> are you having a shitty day? Like, what the fuck are you doing yelling at the kids? You know, mm -hmm. it's always a bad look. You know, mm -hmm. the other thing too is, is I think going back to the, the one of the reasons I left is this: I felt, I felt unqualified to be teaching. Mm. And and even the even the kids classes because I felt like I didn't I was I was losing the temperament mm -hmm. to stay cool uh -huh. and, and and manage the kids class so I said before I I become the instructor that I hate I think I'm gonna stop okay you know that's good self awareness man that's like uh you know yeah the yeah to not to not to not see yourself turning into something like you don't yeah. want to see from yourself you know? yeah because i mean I, i've seen bad instructors mm -hmm. you know and i know what they look like and i was like am i am i going to turn into that because yeah. you know because i'm angry that i'm not getting paid or that i'm spending a lot of time and i feel a little be i feel like i'm being used a little bit mm -hmm. you know and i'm not getting anything out of the interaction other than a place to roll with other people mm -hmm. who are my level or below mm -hmm. you know so like you know, it, no, it, dude, that's a big ask, and that's like a sadly not not an uncommon story. Like, yeah, uh, like oh yeah, and they just get used to it. They just, they get used to yeah, you do this for me, you do you do this for me also, and then do this as well, and then while you're at it, you know, 
Yeah. And it yeah. just grows. And next thing you know, you're doing all this fucking work and you're wondering, should I be getting paid for this? Yeah. You know, is this, is this, and, and like, at least if he was teaching me stuff, I think I would have been fine mm -hmm. with the interaction. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, I come in, I mop the mats, just like you're saying, mop up the mats, clean stuff up, fucking, uh, you know, manage the kids' classes, then figure out what to teach for the, for the adults' classes. And it was rough. I had huge imposter syndrome because I, would not, I, I felt stupid looking for new things to teach off of, like, videos and stuff mm -hmm. and not really knowing what I was going to teach. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, so I was like, no, that's stupid. So then rather than doing that, I would, I would teach what I knew well. And then if there was something I wanted to teach at one point, I would fucking roll as much as possible using that stuff, trying to be good at it so I could teach it. Oh, you're doing you the know? best you could. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. That's a, that, honestly, it's not a bad approach. You know? No, but I don't belong teaching. Right. Like. People want a black belt. I'm, I wasn't a black belt. I was still learning. I needed a black belt. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know? I mean, uh, obviously, it was a the, the situation you were in was not good for you ultimately. But yeah. like, I wasn't a black belt either when the school opened. So yeah. I wouldn't say that's necessarily the marker. But no, I, yeah. But uh, you know, well, I mean, I I still felt <clears throat> I still felt like I needed to learn. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. I wasn't getting what I wanted. So for sure, in, yeah. in that respect. No, absolutely. Um, that's interesting that you um, decide to roll with, with a spazzy student. Because I would think that the spazzy student is like, well, I got the black belt now. I got to really show my stuff now. I got to <laughs> I gotta take um, them on, you know? Well, uh, so most of the, often the, the look that I get from like, at least so far, mm -hmm. uh, the look that I've gotten from somebody that's coming in to visit the school that is more than a white belt or mm -hmm. a little higher than a white belt and completely fresh is usually, I, I choose to roll them first. Like, mm -hmm. And I always preface, you know, even if it's a brand new to jujitsu person, um, like you can, you know, there's no wrong answers for you today. You can, uh, you know, uh, I haven't shown you everything. You know, I do, I, you don't know how to pass guard. And like the first positional sparring I do with a completely new person is I try to pass their guard a little bit. And I have at this point, ideally shown them a couple of retention techniques mm -hmm. and I have them try to pass my guard. So we do like a minute and a half with them on bottom, minute and a half with me on top. And I always preface it with uh there's no wrong answers for you today you know short of you know kicking me in the nuts yeah uh you can, <laughs> Poking you can me go in the ahead. eye yeah you know something <laughs> obviously you know illegal or wrong um you can go ahead and try as hard as you want you can try to kill me i'll i'll keep us both safe whatever you're inspired to do or try you know go for it um just you know watch out for x y or z you know don't punch me kick me in the nuts grab my fingers and twist or something like that mm -hmm. and the same thing with new people that are above white belt they roll me first but i tell them you know you go as hard or as light as you want you know we're just having fun you know it's a, it's no big deal you can try to kill me if you like so i i usually preface it with that and most of the time the energy that i get from somebody new is they want to be like overly respectful i guess you would say i get oh, a very light, really a very light look a lot of the time huh it's i, I don't think is I that from like white belts or like more no up? from from like blue belts or purple belts that uh -huh. have come in uh, I don't think I've gotten anybody that's just like gone ham. Like, yeah. They're obviously just trying to. They might be because because you're a black belt and they know that you'd rip their arm off well, if they had well, I mean, if they they, had they, to. They don't know that necessarily because yeah. there's a lot of like if they came in with an ego yeah. or something like that. There's a lot of black belts out there that are, are soft, man. It is. You think so? Oh, absolutely. A lot of black belts like you tie up with them. I'm like, dude, like, really? Like, 
I mean, like soft, like how, what do like, you mean? Like, in like, I'm embarrassed at how little, you know, or how bad you are at jujitsu. Oh, you know, that's what I mean. So if I, wow. you know, if I were to go somewhere else with something to prove or whatever, uh-huh. you know, I would see the black belt and I would come at them with everything I have, I guess, you know, uh-huh. to, to, to say I beat a black belt. Yeah. You know, if they ended up being a softer black belt or whatever, I don't do this. I'm saying, but I'm mm. saying that like, uh, you know, that's what I'm expecting from somebody with an ego is they would come at me with everything they got so that if they got the better of me, they could say, I beat up a black belt mm. because black belt doesn't really mean anything. And it's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people out there that are, you know, it's just a, it's just a piece of cloth. It doesn't yeah. mean they're that good necessarily, yeah. you know? Um, the times I rolled with you, it reminds me very much of rolling with other like good black belts. And, and one thing that I've noticed and I'm sure other people have, is this like a, like a good black belt in comparison to anybody else underneath that? A good black belt will, will take whatever they want and submit you really nicely, you know? Yeah. Like it's, it's like it doesn't hurt unless the move demands it, right? Mm-hmm. I have had lower belts be way meaner and hurt me more than yeah. a black belt ever does. Yeah. Like, like when I roll with you, I know I'm probably going to lose, but I'm going to be safe losing, right? Nah, I would hope, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I roll with, like, like, I've had some white belts and some blue belts who come at me. Like, they're just, they're like the fucking Tasmanian devil. Yeah, eating elbows and knees <laughs> and stuff. Exactly, you know, all kinds of shit. Face, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. 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 And so, like... It, it, it's always a little dangerous. Like for the most part, it's like not a big deal rolling with a white belt, you mm-hmm. know, but it's, I always feel a little danger mm-hmm. when you're rolling with someone who's brand new. Yeah. Yeah. No, cause uh, they, they, they do stuff that's, it's uh it's hard to predict what they'll do yeah. and it's hard to predict sometimes how they'll react to what you do. <laughs> uh, there's one, uh, I might've told you this, this story um, I had for a little while. We had for a little while, uh, a very high functioning uh, adult that was on the spectrum. Okay. And he was big, Ooh. like uh, close to 300, maybe, maybe past 300. Mm-hmm. Um, as, especially at the time we had him, there was no way he was going to roll with anybody other than Jim or myself. Oh, Jesus. There's, he would definitely hurt somebody because mm-hmm. he would do wild stuff. First of all, his, his trial class, he was throwing like punches and kicks. He thought he was on, uh, a Naruto or something, <laughs> like, bro. We don't we don't do that here. He had to explain to him what we do, and then like he would uh, it just just random stuff. Like you'd grab a grip on his sleeve, and uh, he would just rip it off. You know, hurt uh-huh. my hand a couple of times. Like, ow, okay, I gotta I gotta be mindful that that's a thing. Um, and uh, he would uh, when he was trying to pass your guard, if he was passing standing, every now and then he would just like trust fall on you, Ooh. like pancake on you. Like, whoa, yo, bro, you you cannot do that. Like, yeah, that's. You're not going to get what you want. You're going to hurt somebody and yeah. you're going to hurt yourself. Uh, and one time I remember he was in my clothes guard and I uh, tried to, to flower sweep him, rocking the one where you tip him over yeah. to one side. And he was sitting with his ankle twisted out to the side Oof. and anybody else in the world would just move their ankle yeah. and, you know, fall. Uh, he uh, ended up falling over it and it hurt him a little bit. Uh-huh. And, and we're lucky that it wasn't like a like a catastrophic injury, but stuff like that, you don't know how they're going to, you know, react to the technique you apply. Mm-hmm. And obviously, he's a very extreme scenario. Is that somebody on the spectrum? As I've come to learn, a student here or there that's on the spectrum is that uh, physically they're a little less 
aware. proprioceptively mm. aware of mm-hmm. how stuff is going to shake out. You know, a, a neurotypical person would, you know, react to to pain a little differently. They'd move a little differently. They'd catch their balance, you know, a little bit more predictably. And but even even neurotypical people sometimes they do like, why did that happen yeah. that way? Yeah, that was just <laughs> so not the reaction I expected. So it takes some some reps mm. dealing with a totally new person to where you can you know, have a better understanding of how somebody totally new is going to react to being knocked down in these weird ways, you know? So like, I mean, yeah, like you're saying that he was on the spectrum, uh, although he's probably a person that's doing all the wrong things more often or, or for a longer period of time, the stuff that you're talking about doesn't surprise me. Like, like it's, it's kind of like what you get when you first are trying something new and Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're not really like, there's a sense of awareness that you need to have for your body Mm -hmm. that you probably not going to have. And so that's all stuff that you're going to pick up with more experience. Mm -hmm. And some of us who, who, who can kind of, you know, memorize and remember these things a little better or apply them, it's probably a little easier. Right. So, but like when you have somebody brand new, whether he's on the spectrum or not, you're going to get this kind of crap where they're going to like fall on you. They're poking the eye, kicking yeah, the nuts. Yeah. And, it, and it's like all martial arts, mm-hmm. all whether it's kickboxing, boxing, uh, fucking jujitsu, MMA, whatever. They're all going to fucking see something on the TV, movie, yeah. UFC. And they're going to try gonna, that out. <laughs> and they're going to try that shit out. I was like, yeah. no, dude. We're not punching. This is jujitsu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, no, dude, I'm here to like, I'm like, dude, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, but so let me, I have, I have a couple more questions I want to ask uh, yeah. before we get going. Uh, I know you've been here a while. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. But probably I'm kind of long with it sometimes. No, dude, that's yeah. good. I just yeah. want to make sure that you, you're good in terms of time. No, I'm, I'm good until, uh, I mean, you live so close of it. 4.30 is normally when I like to be at the gym to okay. clean stuff up. But yeah, I'm good till, for a little while. But Okay. Yeah, so, if you want to end earlier, I you know, totally get that too. But but uh, one of the questions I want to ask is, what are you looking for in terms of like what you expect from your students in terms of like what are the rules, shoes off the mat, cut my toenails, like oh, all those basic questions for our newer, like newer people who are interested or possibly people who are interested in coming to, uh, to the gym or for the people who are at the gym who may not know some of these things. Gotcha. Uh, I don't think I've ever, we've ever had any, any issues. Uh, honestly, if it's, if you're just treating everybody with respect, just like you would anywhere else in your life, you don't have mm-hmm. to treat me with any special respect, you know, just be nice to everybody else. And honestly, we have such a nice crew. Yeah. Everybody's like, uh, everybody's real cool. Anytime we have somebody new trying the the gym more often than not, somebody else, from our crew will introduce themselves, get a conversation going. Then they'll be part of the group really quickly. A lot of times they'll get added to whatever group chat you guys are on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's, that's really nice to see uh, just, you know, baseline, you know, respectful, just like you like our parents should have taught us. And uh, um, yeah, cutting the toenails is cool. I don't know if I've ever had any, any issue with that, with, with that or basic hygiene. Uh-huh. Wash your gi after every use. We've never had a, a stinky guy. Thankfully, a stinky guy or girl. Here's some advice that I know you didn't ask me for advice necessarily. Mm. If some stench accumulates on your gear, um, Burn I it. put no. <laughs> uh, you could, uh, it's one option. Uh, if you want to keep using it, uh, a healthy splash of vinegar in the load or mm. a half a cup to a cup of pine salt every now and then. Oh, you put pine salt in it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. With every load, uh, uh, kind of unfortunately, just as a habit, mm. um, that'll that'll kill the stench pretty good. Mm. 
uh, and etiquette. Yeah, have flip flops. That just because that's easiest to put on and off when you're when you're exiting the mat. Uh, if you go to the bathroom, please have shoes on. Cause, yeah. You know, we're in a facility that other people use and um, etiquette. You know, not nothing really. Especially for the adult class, we have you know very few formalities. I don't bow us in. I don't bow us out. Which uh, as a failing on my part to not have some formality structured in there because I'm. I owe a lot of you guys some stripes <laughs> and I, 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 I always don't carve out a little bit of time mm-hmm. to do that and give you guys some recognition. Um, yeah, I don't know if that covers the question. Um, so like, uh, I can, I appreciate the, uh, the open structure that you have going, like you don't bow us in, but that's, you know, that's like, that's cool. Like I like the not bowing out either. I like that too. Cause it's just like, there's no, there's no end, right? Yeah. So like, if because what'll happen is when people bow out, they're gone, peace and yeah, and they're done. Yeah. And if I got one roll, if I got four, you know, two rolls, and we bow out, that's all the rolling I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. You know, I like it that you don't bow out because then there's no final end to the class, mm-hmm. and people are like slowly leave, mm-hmm. because then I can still get a roll. If I have energy, you know, because mm. I mean, you see me, I'll roll and then take a break and then roll and then take a break. I can't go. I, you know, I haven't been able to like go straight. I'm my fucking, my endurance is so low. You don't have to either. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, you necessary. don't have to either. Like there's the other thing too. It's just like, you're sitting there and then the people match up and then you're like, ah, I got nobody, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, that happens too. But then I can catch the next roll. Mm-hmm. But if you bow us out, some people would then bounce immediately. People sure. will bounce right away. Mm-hmm. Like every that no matter what the gym was, my experience is you bow out, people are gone. Uh, They're hitting a, the showers. It's a benefit of like the facility that we're into. Like uh I don't have to close the place up. So mm-hmm. you guys have fun. I'm gonna, you know, head out. It's been yeah. a long day. You know, sometimes I I did that a little too often this week, uh, you know, uh, bouncing at like seven forty five or something like that. Not but that's fine because yet. all the rest of us sat around and rolled for a while. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you were. I do you feel left. bad doing it. Huh? <laughs> I do feel bad doing it. Uh, uh, I, from me, from my perspective, like not a big deal. Although there are times where I would like to roll with you, mm. you know. But you know, I don't have to roll with you every day. You know, it's not like that's a necessity, right? I mm. mean, plus there's only one of you, and how many of us, right? Mm. So like. You know, I have to understand, at least at me as a student, I have to understand that I won't get a chance to roll with a black belt every single time. I mean, I'll do my best, but yeah. But yeah, but you know, but like that's, you know, as for myself who, who, who's looking, you know, to level up and do all that stuff, like, you know, uh, rolling with, with higher level students is, is, a, you know, is something I like to try to do. So I was happy, like that one day we had that one guy, we had the brown belt and the black belt show up at the same time. Oh, yeah, Irvin, uh, I think it was Aaron. And, was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, those guys, those guys are good, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're really, tough. really good. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, that, that, uh, that black belt, you could, like he walked in, I didn't even see him in his gear or anything. I was like, that guy's a black belt. <laughs> yeah, he's big old cauliflower is, I think. And he's pretty jacked. Like, yeah, just in his t-shirt. I'm like, yeah. damn, dude, this guy's in shape. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've well, known Aaron for a while, uh, or at least known of him. I, I didn't yeah. train with him until actually he visited our school, but he used to be on the, the older team uh, that I was on. Yeah. No, he looked <clears> like his face was like rock. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, uh, I don't know who he is, but he's probably going to kick my ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he needs business. He's much nicer than, than, yeah. than his face would. Uh, would oh, no. He's yeah. very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very, very nice. Another, again, 
Yeah. Black belt, another black belt who can submit you very nicely, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but, um, but in terms of like the other things, so you don't bow out, but that's fine. Like, I appreciate that. Cause like I said, like dudes will still hang out for a little bit, you know, and we'll still roll even with you with, when you're there or not. So whether you leave at seven forty-five or whether you leave at eight or whatever the time class ends, it doesn't matter. Cause guys are still hanging out rolling. You know, and that's cool. That's cool for me to see. I'm like, yeah. they're having fun. Nice. All right. Yeah. One like another school did something interesting um, along the same lines. They um, they they bought us in. We we did some quick you know calisthenics to warm up or whatever. Then they they taught technique. Right. The calisthenics took like five minutes, ten minutes, and then they taught technique. And then right after technique, they bowed us out, and then we were allowed to stay as long as we liked and roll. I like that. I mean, I wasn't fond of like some of the other things, but that school was, that, that was badass. Cause then I would sit there and just roll and roll and roll, you know, if I could, mm-hmm. you know, there were times where it's just like, I sat there and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to roll and then I'm going to go, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to roll once and go. So like, I like that kind of, that open-ended, like you I can start, you should start doing that. It's like bowing out after technique and then mm-hmm. give a chance to, you know, give out a couple promotions and, you know. Then, then we roll. Yeah. Or there's nothing wrong with bowing in the start. I mean, I'm not, I'm not for or against. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, if you're looking to play. Uh, just kind of carve out a little time where I can, you know, do that little extra thing where, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, just a couple of people that I know are more than one stripe at this point. Or yeah. Stri- you know, that, that well, sort of thing. For, for those guys who get promoted, right? Like, if you bow out right after technique, then everybody who's chomping out the bit to, like, breaking the new belt on that guy <laughs> they can jump on him right yeah yeah exactly well that exactly which is kind of fun too yeah. yeah so um i had one more question here that i wanted to ask give me one sec um i jumped around on the list so now i'm a little lost uh but that's fine yeah no problem i'm uh, sorry a lot of my answers were i went on tangents and shit. no dude that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what i was looking for right then. yeah dude like all that stuff that you did that's that's perfect um oh i remember what it was i wanted to ask and i'm glad i remembered i wanted to ask so who's your favorite person to study when it comes oh, okay. to jujitsu yeah. and then uh related to that question is who's you're studying right now uh, right now, uh, my training partner and I are working a lot of, uh, well, we recently, we jump around a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, we were looking at a lot, a lot of, uh, Lachlan Giles's stuff. Okay. Looking at his, uh, his passing, his, uh, his leg drag, uh, style and his, uh, his crab rides, a lot of his leg lock work too. Um, the last thing we were touching on from his were his, uh, were his leg drag, um, concepts. Um, and he's an awesome, I think he's one of the best pedagogists currently in the Nogi scene. Obviously you have the, you know, the Donaher and, you know, the, the new wave people. Yeah. But I think it's a little, little more understated is the work that Lachlan does. I think he's a fantastic, um, that's very interesting. Mind. That's very interesting that you say that. Cause I do see his like instructionals come through and I'm like, eh, I don't know. I'm going to go Donaher. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And I, like I was like, cause Donaher is the big name, you know, and he's yeah. got all his, he's got the death squad and anybody out of the death squad, mm-hmm. you know, but like, I do see his videos. I do see Lachlan's videos come through and I, I always kind of like, I, I, I never look at him. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 you're missing out. He's got a lot of great, uh, not only is the stuff he has on BJJ fanatics, but like the stuff he has on his own sub meta. Oh, uh, is re- really nice. And the way they, 
have their stuff structured, I think is really clever because you'll have a, um, first he'll show the move in its completion, which mm-hmm. I super appreciate because a lot yeah. of times that's what my attention span desires. I'll see you do the move yeah. and I'll catch a lot already. Yeah. But if you start with the slow instruction, very long winded, like Donaher would do, for instance, mm-hmm. and, I've, and I studied him, him too, uh, a lot of his stuff. Um, but I appreciate Lachlan's approach because he'll show the move and then then he'll go into his, uh, his, his lecture about it and then he'll show the concepts and break it up and so on and so forth. And then afterwards, he'll show a few reps, you know, to completion on his, um, on his, uh, training partner. And then he'll go into live rolling footage where he's using the concepts that's cool know, in the gym, yeah. uh, which is, I think is awesome. The, the edit is always really good on his instructionals, at least on his later instructionals, his earlier ones, like his, uh, K guard DVD. I remember not, not being such a huge fan of that one. Oh, there's a lot of great data in it. It just wasn't as uh, refined of an edit as like his later stuff. Um, yeah, Donaher obviously has a lot of really great and the, some of the most relevant uh, newer content. And then who else was we looking at? Donaher is hard to study, man. Dude, he's, you got to watch it. If you have a, the BJG Fanatics account, you have to watch his videos at 1.5 speed. Okay. You have to. There's a little, you know, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the bottom. I do know one piece of technology. You, you <laughs> find a little gear and you speed it up to yeah. 2x or 1.5x speed or 2x speed. makes it a lot easier to watch. Okay. Because, like, he just sits there and pontificates on, like, every aspect of the move. If you, could use five, if you can use five words instead of one, he'll always use the seven. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah. And, and some, sometimes it's for the better and sometimes it's for the worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there are moments where I appreciate it, right? There are moments where I'm like, okay, I really like that explanation. That's really cool. Yeah. I gained a lot of... And then it's just like, dude, just just show me the move. Yeah, sometimes I'm just Googling like words he used. <laughs> when you're going for the, for, for the, for the coveted desiderata. Like, desiderata. I pause the video, look up what desiderata is. All right, dude. <laughs> Did we have to? <laughs> yeah, like, I need a dictionary yeah, just to fucking watch you this. Didn't have to break open the thes- you didn't have to break open the thesaurus just to teach how to break an arm, you know. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, also, the some of the guys we we study a lot um, right now, especially in the gi, is uh, the Bolo Brothers. Okay, uh, Danny, Myra, and Nick Salas. Okay, their gym is called Movement Art in. Say Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Polo Brothers. I don't think Bolo. I've ever heard of yeah. these guys. They're uh, they're Mikey Musumeshi black belts. Oh, okay. Um, and they're really good. I think they do a lot of really good work in terms of their instructionals. Uh, they do a lot of really good work in terms of uh, uh, like how they run their gym. Uh-huh. Like they're really they're really a good example of like people that are competing at a very high level. Um, one or both of them, I think, just medaled at medaled at this last Gi Worlds. Um, I'm sure at some point they'll, they'll win it. I mean, I know I'm like terrible with like uh, jujitsu guys, but I've never heard of these guys. How long have they been around? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I was only made aware th- of them through my training partner, uh-huh. um, who were, uh, were big fans of, uh, big fans of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're, I think they're great examples of like, you know, uh, what I'd like to be as a school owner is competing at a high level, have great students and a great culture in their gym. They, mm. they do away with a lot of the older, you know, formalities and so on and so forth. Like mm. can't ask a black belt to roll type 
bullshit. <laughs> um, and also they, they film and put out a lot of great content, which is, you know, something I've never done, but you know, something mm -hmm. I'd like to do, uh, or aspire to do at that level. So yeah, the, we, we study a lot of them for the, for our gi stuff, okay. my, gi, my gi training. I'll, de I'll definitely have to look those guys up. Yeah. Not that I, you know, I, you know, just to see who, you know, what's out there. Yeah, I'll shoot yeah. you their profile. And cool. Wrap up. Yeah. It's a, they put out a lot of good stuff. Uh, Jason Rao, uh, is another great like Instagram page to follow. He's, uh, yeah, that's like, a kind of the running, not joke, I would say, but a lot of high level competitors regard him to be one of the best in the world. Oh, wow. He just doesn't have like great success in live tournament. Oh really? Yeah. But a lot of people say he's the best in the world in the room. Uh, like in the training room, you know. So what do you, what do you think that is? What, what, what do you think is going I don't on, know, man? Performing, uh, performing's hard. Performing under yeah. pressure is hard. Uh, it's not the the wildest idea to me that somebody can have a great skill set and a great mind for the sport, mm -hmm. but not necessarily be able to perform on a big stage. Yeah. You know? uh, I I'd like to think that I suffer from this too, but you know, I'm also not as good as I need to be as well. You know, mm -hmm. probably every every loss I've had is not because of performance anxiety a little bit for sure, but mostly because I didn't know enough jujitsu at the time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I guess, uh, it, the word on the street is in his case, he has, um, his skill is far greater than his results show. Interesting. Yeah. So he's a great, he's a great follow as well. But honestly, my teacher, Jeff, he's a, a wealth of knowledge. He, uh, anytime I ask him a question, and is the first jujitsu teacher I've ever been able to ask meaningful questions of and get meaningful answers from, mm. you know, in terms of, um, you know, either just plain old wisdom on like, what do you think about X, Y, or Z? It might not even, it might be tangentially related to jujitsu or more related to uh, how to work something out as a business owner, as a gym owner, but also a lot of great uh, knowledge uh in terms of the technique as well mm -hmm. um and he's a, a great a great resource to have a great person to have around to to bounce questions off of um who else who else i think those are the biggest the biggest names i can think of currently that i mm -hmm. that i draw you know like one of the things i do like about how you guys manage the school is you guys you guys don't walk around trying to be gurus either you guys are not oh, trying to like I hate that, bro. Yeah, like oh, you should do this with your life, you know? Like I'm just an idiot. Man. <laughs> I, just, I just happen to know more jujitsu because I ignored all of the other important things about life. <laughs> <laughs> I spent more time on a mat than anywhere else, so that's oh you know, yeah. I, I hate that too, man. Like yeah. the, like uh, anybody that tries to, they're only qualified to speak on jujitsu. They're yeah. underqualified for many other things, especially in like our gym, man. Like we got doctors lawyers mm -hmm. people in finance you know yeah. x y or z profession that require way more brains than uh, than what i do you know i couldn't i couldn't uh live with myself if i thought my thought i was in a position to to give anybody advice other yeah. than how it, to do jujitsu better <laughs> it, it's something it's something that happens man it's yeah. something that happens the people you know they i, I mean i've been you know again i've, I've been around and some some people I mean, hell i've i've been guilty of this myself like i th that just shows how how very little uh 
uh, knowledge I have or, or uh, experience I have teaching. But like I've had moments where it's just like we're bowing out and I think I have to say something special, you know? Yeah, I mean, we but, don't need a speech. I mean, no. We're good. We're, no, people want to leave, right? Yeah. You know, they want to get the do. fuck out, you yeah. know? That other thing is like uh, I never understood why people got yelled at for coming in late. Mm. Like how am I going to, me, like I, I guess I'm 34. I'm not like young, I guess, or like not, I'm not a kid. Yeah. But like how am I going to yell at a grown person who's paying me for goods or services mm. coming a little late. Like, yeah, it's not my business why they came in late. It, we probably had a good reason. There's yeah. probably traffic. They had something to do mm -hmm. kids X, Y, Z, or even if they got here and took a nap in their fucking car, like they are grown. They know what they're missing out on if they come in a little late or, you know, they, they understand, you know, they're, they're an adult. I'm never going to yell at anybody for coming in a little late. Yeah. You know, I, I might not be able to reteach everything that they missed and, you know, I hope they don't expect that. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to be like, I've heard of some people making people do push ups, telling them they can't come into class, uh, you know, all sorts of egregious things. So like, I'm glad cause I, I remember asking you or telling you too, it was like, I'm sorry, I'm late. I, you know, I went home to take the kids and stuff and come back and you're like, dude, I'm never going to like, no, ever. you know, do anything or say anything to you about being late. And I appreciate that because I'm going to tell you right now, if, if, if it was a problem, I mean, you're not a student probably. Well, no, not even, I wouldn't come. <laughs> yeah. I would miss class. I'd yeah. be like, I'm late. I'm not going to be able to make it. I'm going to stay home. Or I would have to do something crazy with my schedule where it's yeah. like the kids go on Monday. I go on Tuesday. The kids go on Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then and then there's going to be days where I'm not going to make it. Mm -hmm. You know? So that means I'm just going to go to jujitsu even less. Mm -hmm. So whether I'm, you know, and I... I and I hate missing an inch or a minute or a second. I want to be there when you start so that I see everything and I don't miss anything. I don't care if it's like some minor drills that we do to warm up like you have in had in the past where we like we're practicing falls and stuff or whether it's something more complicated. I don't want to miss, you know? Like mm -hmm. me as a student, I want to get my money's worth, right? Mm -hmm. But also like I want to I want to be there when it starts, but mm -hmm. you know, I got to run home, take the kids. Yeah, you got stuff to do. I got stuff to do. I, and I and I don't know. I don't I don't have yeah. kids. Why am I going to yell at somebody yeah. who's a professional has more responsibilities that I do? Like I appreciate that you know, because this would feel so stupid of me to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's good that you don't because then that would just not go, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And you you would uh and then after a while you'd be like, "Why am I paying for this?" I'm oh. going once a week, you know. Well, like, it, <laughs> it, it, it I, well, me personally, I would not, I would, I would f either, I would probably end up finding a better, a better fit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, that's what I would, because me, like, I wouldn't quit. I mean, I've been at well, it for what, 10 Whatever years. that phrase is for you, like, oh, I need a better fit, mm -hmm. or why am I paying for this, or why is this asshole getting my money? He yells <laughs> at me, makes me do push-ups, belittles uh -huh. me in front of people. I've heard some wild stuff, man. Like, mm -hmm. they tell, like, do push-ups before you can get on the mat. You have to ask my permission before you can come to, onto the mat. You have to ask my permission before I leave. Yeah. You know, got this list of stupid rules, like, <laughs> you can't... You can't before uh, you leave. Yeah, yeah. Like if you have to leave early. Oh, you okay. To, you have to. You have to let me know, and before you're going, like what? Yeah. There, there's some gyms that'll ask. You have to ask for permission for you to get water. Like if you're not gonna get if if you're taking water outside the water break, you gotta you gotta ask the teacher before. I can't. Yeah. I couldn't even fathom. Yeah. Like, trying to tell another adult when they could yeah. use the bathroom. Or drink water. This is how messed up it is for me. Um, 
I still won't drink water. I have, <laughs> but I still wait for you to tell me like, okay, water break. Oh, I could drink water now. I don't say water break in the adult class. Don't he's no, lying. you don't say he's you're lying. Don't... I don't. I don't release adults for water breaks because you're adults and you can go whenever you want. <laughs> well, no, you say you say something like, okay, we're going, we're going to do positionals or whatever. Uh, get your mouthpiece, get your water, get whatever, get ready. Mm-hmm. That's when I get a water break. That's when I go you're like traumatized. You're, yeah, that, traumatized still. <laughs> I'm just. I don't know if I'm. Tra- I don't know if you can call that trauma or just being trained. Like I just. That's when I drink water. Like mm-hmm. I'm like okay. If right. if I'm training, uh, or if I'm doing something, I you know I wait for a moment to get water, mm-hmm. or I I just don't mm-hmm. don't get water until I'm done doing stuff because I don't want to again don't. I, I want to practice the move. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin the opportunity for myself to practice mm-hmm. or my partner. Mm-hmm. You know? No, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah never, I just can't imagine. I've heard some really, even, even more egregious stories. Like I uh, heard one recently, obviously I'll have to leave the names out, but uh, one of the students, longtime student, black belt at this point, and an older guy, you mm-hmm. know, maybe close to his fifties, early fifties, whole family and everything. Just a grown ass person, established human being uh-huh. was teaching for his instructor uh-huh. or his sensei or whatever you want to call it uh, for three days, not getting paid for it. Probably still a paying student himself, if I were to guess. Uh-huh. And then uh, uh, the, the head sensei came back and while this guy was out at dinner, he called him and yelled at him because there was there was trash and on the mats or something, bottles or uh-huh. tape or whatever. Made him leave to go clean it up. Like what? The fuck? Also, why are you still there? Yeah. Why are you letting yourself get treated like this? What the fuck is that all about? Yeah. That's wild. fucking nuts, yeah. man. I know both of these people. I know the head guy and I know his student. Uh-huh. And uh, I would I would I would assume I'm still like buddies with the student, but I, I used to call this other guy a friend myself. Like, yeah. What? This is how you treat your people, <sighs> and this is how and this is why I asked you earlier, like if you've ever had an experience where like you stuck around in a place too long and you ignored some red flags. Because, yeah. You know, it's it's like these people hold you hostage because if you don't toe the line or if you don't kiss the ring. They'll kick you out, mm. and then they'll tell all your friends in your community, I'm not cool with that guy anymore. Yeah. And because I'm not cool with him, you can't be cool with him either. Yeah. He's a creonche or whatever exactly, they call it. Yeah. Um, and so that's, you know, my my little theory or my little, you know, uh, you know, bit of jaded that I carry around is like, that's why people stick around in bad environments is because they kind of hold your friend group hostage. Yeah. They kind of hold you hostage with your friend group in a sense, you know? Um, uh, I don't think I've been held hostage like that. I mean, it's not really, you could leave whenever you want, but mm-hmm. like if you did, then you'd kind of be, you know? Yeah. I, um, I mean, you do feel like, dude, man, for a minute there, for a minute there, I was just like, fuck, man, I feel lost. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have, I don't have a gym right now, yeah, you know? Yeah. Cause like, like I had homeless. Yeah. Yeah. I feel homeless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's how I felt. I was just like, fuck, man. And, and it was funny because I, I always felt like, oh, well, you know, jujitsu is just, it's, it's something I do. Right. Uh, but it's like something I do a lot, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's important to people. It is important. You know? It's important to me. Yeah. And so like, I, I don't like saying, okay, well, this is part of my identity you know, this jujitsu thing, you know, but like I needed, I needed to find a new place just so that I could have 
friends, you know what I'm saying? But not only just the friends, but you know, there's a, I have my goal that I'm trying to, trying to reach. Mm -hmm. So like, there's all these things linked to my experience in being in jujitsu. So when I, you know, I've had, I have been out of a gym here and there, like in six month spans, right? So like I'll be at a place for six months and then I'll be in another place. I'll be without a place for six months or whatever since since I left Viana Brothers. Mm -hmm. Like that's been like a year, two years here, a year there, six months there. Like place will shut down or that place will go away or this place isn't working out or whatever. Uh, and just so you know, I've never interviewed any of those other people. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. I'm honored. Thank you. Yeah, so like... like uh, I do see myself stink, sticking around, uh, living in art for quite a while, if not to the point I get my black belt, Ooh. however long. <laughs> that's you know? awesome, man. Thank you. Yeah. So like, that's how I see myself. But like, dude, it, it was really weird because I was just like, man, what is wrong with me? I feel like depressed and shit. Like, dude, well, it's like, uh, I mean, I have my theories and I, I don't want to cut you off, but like, uh, yeah, yeah, go I for think it. that, you know, this sort of play, you know, physical, it's like, uh, it touches to like, the very core of like what we are as like beings. And I mean, it might sound like really, really, I don't know, woo woo or whatever, yeah. but like, and if you have like a way to express that pretty regularly and then all of a sudden you're deprived of that, yeah, you know, you, 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 you can say like, yeah, I don't want that as part of my identity, but like it leaves a, a, a need. Yeah. It's not being filled, you know? And I, I obviously have a bias. I do this for a living and I do this, uh, extra uh outside of like what what it takes for me to hold an academy open uh just because i want to get better and i really think it's fun and i love to do it so on and so forth but like yeah once you get a like a taste of it and like it becomes something you do regularly and it scratches that kind of primal itch that maybe not a lot of other things would necessarily mm -hmm. also gives you community gives you know like a friend group and then all of a sudden that's not an option for yeah. a while like it sucks right it like, does like, man it really fucking does. I was, I remember like, and it's it's weird for me, for people who who don't get it. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just like, like I remember explaining this. It's like, dude, I feel weird without a gym right now. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what's going on? I'm like, well, I'll explain it. You know, and they're like, okay, we'll just find another gym. And he's like, no, you don't understand. Don't it, it's not that easy. Yeah, it's <laughs> not like I traded charter fitnesses here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, it doesn't work like that. Like you, you show up to another place and they have their own culture. You got to learn yeah. that culture. You got to like, you know, learn how to like. New friends. It's like changing make, schools. Like literally, yeah. like if you went from third grade to fourth grade in a different spot. You yeah. Gotta, yeah. You got to, you got to restart almost, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, I've already talked so much, but like one, one friend of mine, his name is Mike. Uh, we call him, call him Polish Mike because he Polish yeah, Mike because honestly he never shuts the fuck up about being Polish so that just <laughs> his moniker you know in Poland this in Poland that star is much better in Poland you know like <laughs> stupid, <laughs> stupid stuff like that he won't mind that I'm talking about him yeah. so it was a great friend of a great friend of mine but like uh, I'm like the majority of his friend group came mm. from our old jujitsu community yeah and when that became toxic not, not that it I mean it it was good for a while and we had a great time and it, what really was made it good was like the people there. But once people started leaving for one reason or another, it wasn't the gym that was holding us there. It was people. Yeah. And when that, when the people started leaving because it started sucking, uh, even worse and worse, uh, as time went by, he just found himself with not really much of a friend group in that's America. Too, that's you know? fucked up. It's super fucked up. You know, they, they really don't understand what they're doing to people uh -huh. when they just like 
hold the group hostage like that you know dude that's crazy man thankfully yeah. i have not had that experience but yeah that is fucking nuts dude i never even thought that that could be something that could happen yeah there's like the the majority of his friends i maybe maybe all of his friends that weren't like his direct family mm-hmm. that were they were here because he has some family here they were part of that friend group and then when like that group just schismed off because they couldn't handle being there anymore yeah that's that's very sad like i hope that uh i i keep some level of self-awareness and like, I never, never make a, make a situation like that in my gym. I hope like, I hope it's like, like Jeff's gym where, you know, the, as far as I know, everything's been cool. Everybody, he has so many black belts around him mm-hmm. and have stayed with him from start to finish, you know, and, uh, continue to find value in that relationship and find it gratifying to be, you know, seen next to him and, uh, be a part of his training environment, be on the mat with him for years and years. And I don't see that changing, you know, like I hope that's what I aspire to, to create and build something like that. Yeah. Um, oh, dude, that's, that's awesome, man. <laughs> Cause, um, that, I mean, I think at least that's also a worry for me, not that I'm going to become an instructor, but like one day I hope, you know, that, that I can be, that I could support myself with the podcast or find a way to like, just break off and have my own thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, whether I like to acknowledge it or not, I mean, I'm not going to be a web developer. That's what I do during the day. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be a web developer my whole life, I don't think. There's going to have to be a point where they're going to, you know, whether my my company decides to promote me or fire me, mm-hmm. my job is going to change, right? Mm-hmm. I might have to leave mm-hmm. at one point, you know? I mean, there's plenty of people where I work at that have been there for 30 years, but at the same time, like 30 years, you know? Yeah. But like the good thing about a company especially a company as big as, as the one that I work at, there's, they have an HR, they have, you know, a lot of other people in, in positions higher above you next to you. You know, so you have peers and you have people that, that watch over you, you know? So Mm -hmm. like, I think I've, I got enough people watching me where I won't do something stupid, but I also, I have, I have the, the, the mentorship, right? Mm. And the peer group that's going to keep me where I, where I need to be in terms mm-hmm. of being a good manager and being good at my job and stuff like that. Some but checks I, to give you like the reality here and there as often as you need to hear it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, and I think, I think that's kind of what happens to some of these bad instructors or these bad business owners. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I've, I've worked for, you know, uh, companies that are like one guy, he's, the one guy is HR, the, the marketing, the, the, uh, the financial, mm-hmm. he does everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's, he sucks, you know, <laughs> you know, cause there's nobody fucking watching him. Uh-huh. Right. The, he, he calls all the shots mm-hmm. and he can be a tyrant because there's nobody checking him, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and I think that's kind of like what happens with some of these instructors that kind of lose a sense of reality and think that they can call their fucking, their student at dinner and be like, Hey, uh, come and clean up the mats because you left a mess. I like, like what? Like, yeah. <laughs> like you don't like, you don't have somebody checking you if you're mm-hmm. doing shit like that. Yeah. You know? And I think, I think it's the job, like not, not to harp on the student, but like if, if he would have said something to him and be like, Hey man, this is inappropriate. Mm-hmm. You should not be calling me at dinner. Fuck you. You, I, I pay, I pay you. Mm-hmm. You work for me. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, like, <laughs> Like, uh, this is inappropriate. This, you should not be calling me. Don't call me again. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's, that's what should have happened. And he would have done that guy a favor because mm-hmm. he checked them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cause I mean, 
how many times I'm, I'm sure you've, you've had this experience, right? You know, whether it's rolling or, or fighting or boxing or whatever, someone tells you, let's go light. And then they don't, they don't. Right. Never. Then, it's, the next never thing, it's never happened. It, no, it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, you're fucking swinging for the fences. You guys are murdering each other. Right. Mm -hmm. But like, like, you know, what are you supposed to do? Mm -hmm. You're supposed to let him like just run right over you. Oh, yeah. yeah. You gotta you have you, to meet him where he's coming at you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, you're going to do the same thing outside of jujitsu as well. Right. Mm -hmm. You got to be like, Hey man, that's no, you mm -hmm. can't do that. I'm at dinner with my wife. Uh, you can leave a message or you could, we could talk about it later or you could be pissed off and we could talk about it later. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I'll, I'll find a new gym, you know? Yeah. But like, I, but that's easy for me to say mm -hmm. sitting here. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause I mean, we're talking about this from the third person. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and, and we've had time to like, you know, think about it and stuff. Like in the moment, I'm sure it's like, what the fuck? He's calling. He's pissed. Oh no! Yeah, oh, shit. I better get over there and clean it up. <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah, you're not thinking clearly. Plus, man, that sucks. Poor guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, Those, they just get you too used to the smell of their own farts, and nobody checks them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I hope, like, yeah, I, I like uh, have a few people like ask, hey man, let me know if like uh. I don't know. Just, just let me know. Just let me know if I'm fucking up. You know, let me know if I'm, you know, because uh, I, I do appreciate after being in the job for a little while that like people will give you a little, a little, a little too much more respect than you than you deserve. You know, mm, you think so? Time. Yeah, that's because I, I mean, I, uh, I used to work customer service before I did this job, and mm -hmm. like if uh you mess up somebody's drink like <laughs> it's not the same uh it's not the same look than if like you don't teach a good class one day you yeah know? like they'll still you know you could uh there's a lot of leeway i could do my job very very poorly i think uh and some days i, I like dude what like i was tripping all over my words i was like my ideas weren't concise the way i expressed myself wasn't wasn't very good or like sometimes i'll just beef it on a kid's class i'll just like explain stuff poorly you know mm not necessarily, you know, uh, putting my best foot forward sometimes, you know, despite my best efforts, sometimes it just doesn't go as well. Mm -hmm. If that happens and I'm serving somebody food, they'll complain right away and they'll be disrespectful. Yeah. They won't pull their punches, you know? But, uh, if I do a bad job, like as a jujitsu instructor, people will still be like, thanks coach. You're great. Or, you know, yeah. to that effect, they'll still give you some extra respect. Even if like maybe that day you didn't quite earn it, you know? Yeah. And I can see, how after a decade or two decades of that, people think like, this is what I deserve. You know, yeah. This is, this is, <laughs> I am better than. You know, like, you know, you can I see am the can, black belt. Exactly. Yeah. This is, I'm the man, you know, yeah. I can do no wrong. Um, but I hope that I can maintain enough self-awareness that that won't happen. And I mean, it hasn't happened to Jeff, so yeah, I, I don't see like, maybe it's not as big of a worry as I think, but. I think I think if you're worrying about it, you probably you're probably unlikely. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that that'll happen. But um, but I, I think it's yeah, it's it's the people who are just who are failing to do that, right? Yeah. But anyway, man, thank you so much for yeah, coming. Sorry, on. man, I talked way too long. I'm no, sorry. dude, no. This is what happens. Yeah, this is okay. what happens. Like uh, like uh, I, there is some like I wanted to make sure that I ask you the spazzy question because uh -huh. I like asking that question. Uh -huh. It's one of my favorite questions to ask because sometimes. Uh, People are be like, "Oh yeah, I'll smash these guys. <laughs> I will take him and I will break him." You know, like, uh, and then there's been guys who's like, "Oh no, I I'll very nicely kick their ass." You know, mm -hmm. um, 
and and then there's been guys that have said they're like oh no i don't have to worry about that this never happened and i'm like really yeah, yeah. you know because uh it hasn't happened too often honestly like i said it i don't mm-hmm. think anybody's tried to kill me but yeah yeah no i've we've like poor pedro not, not to keep going but i've been I, like i used to take morning classes with pedro mm-hmm. and we've had all kinds of weird people walk in and and it's just like i remember there was one time this homeless guy came in and okay. and he he looked very homeless like he was dirty <laughs> homeless <laughs> yeah he looked he, i was just like oh my goodness and like his shoes were all torn and stuff and he came yeah. in and you you could see that the man he probably had maybe some like um mental issues that he was dealing with too mm-hmm. but he came in and he like he came in and he's just like he he looked at pedro and he said he bowed to him and he's like hello master i am here to train and I'm like, oh my goodness, this guy thinks this is a fucking kung fu movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I'm sitting there. And then so Pedro, he's very clever. He was trying to get him to I'm go sure. on his own. Yeah. So he was like playing with him, like with words and stuff and trying to like get him to like leave, you know, mm-hmm. and with, with like making it seem like it's more than he can handle. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I can't remember what he said to him exactly. And we just sat there and he went back and forth with him for 10 minutes. And all I could think about was like, please don't let the guy get on the fucking mats. Yeah, please don't let him touch anything I'm going to touch later. Yeah, (laughs) don't let that guy touch anything. I don't want to fuck it. Any of the shit that he's got, like whatever he's got. Because I'm thinking like, oh, I'm going to fucking need a a really strong shower after this. And he was sitting there and he's like, at one point, Pedro's like trying to get him out. Like, I don't know what he was trying, but maybe like some reverse psychology. He was like, all right, we'll jump on the mats. And I was like, no. Sensei, no. Sensei, no. And it was like <laughs> me and three other guys. And so I'm thinking, shit, I got, I got one in three chances. It's going to be me. Yeah. I going to have to fucking practice with this guy. And I was sitting there and then, and then he, he like took off his shoes and dude was about to put a foot on the mat. And then Pedro's like, no, 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 no. Hold on. Look, what do you want, man? And he's just like... And then the guy starts talking about the Bible. It was weird. And so he's like... Yeah, it's mentally ill, yeah. Yeah. And so then at that point, like Pedro Pedro had enough at one point. And he's like, all right, man, that's enough. Get out of here. And I'm like, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> and then he came to the man. I was like, Pedro, thank you for making him leave. I was so afraid that you were going to let that guy get on the mats. And I was going to get like MRSA or some shit. Yeah, and, staff just talking to the guy. Yeah. And then he was like, I was never going to let that guy get on the mats. I was just trying to get him to leave on his own. And I'm like, thank you. You scared the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But anyway, um, thanks so much for coming on, yeah, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Man, thank, dude, this is this been all, this is awesome, man. And I hope it's the first of a few. I'm like, I, mean, I would love it to have yeah. you back if you, you know. For sure, yeah. This was this is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, hope I didn't come off too crazy, too long winded. Nah, <laughs> dude, you're good. You're totally good. You you were perfect. So thank you, Ramses Bulgarian. Bulgarian, close B- enough. Bulgarian. Yeah. I want to. Now that I know you're Latin, I want to fucking pronounce it in Spanish. But I don't know. I, I mean, like I said, I didn't even know it's a it's a Latin last name. It's yeah. a, I've never heard any other Mexican with it. Bulgarian is what. Bulgarian. Yeah. You see, that's easier yeah. to say for me. Yeah, go for it. Bulgarian. <laughs> so uh, Ramses Bulgarian from uh, Living Art Jiu Jitsu here in Willowbrook, Willowbrook, Willowbrook right? Inside the Willowbrook Sports Performance Center currently. Mm-hmm. And what's forever. the URL for your website? www.livingartbjj.com. Mm-hmm. And you have an Instagram? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the handle is. Living Art 
BJJ probably living R. Dad, I'm such a boomer. Hold on, let me look at this. This is such a boomer. You're not a boomer, dude. You're just like embarrassing dog. Like I should know the handle off the top of my head. Living Art BJJ, yes. Yes. So Living Art BJJ here in Willowbrook. And uh, so yeah, come and check us out, man. I love being your student. Like you've been the stuff that you've been teaching has been great. And I look forward to more, man. And so like if you guys are looking for a new jujitsu school and you're in the area of Willowbrook. Make sure you come and check out Living Art Jiu-Jitsu. And uh, thank you for listening. This is Edgar Otraves with my guest, Ramses Bugarin. We will catch you next time. And thank you. Have a good one. All right. The music you're listening to is titled K-What? And that's by Bonkers Beat Club. You can find that over at Epidemic Sound. For those of you who do not know, Epidemic Sound provides royalty-free music for a low monthly cost. So please, if you head on over to Epidemic Sound to check them out, make sure you hit my referral link in the description so that they know that I sent you. Man, it's been so awesome to train under a black belt again who is willing to roll with you and kick your ass every chance he gets. I have learned so much from him in just a few months and I can't wait to continue my education with him. Now, for those of you who are interested, Ramses has not only adult classes, but he also has kids classes. I've seen him teach the kids classes. He is a wonderful instructor and he's great with the kids. So if you're interested in looking up Ramses Bugarin over at Living Art, make sure you check out livingartbjj.com. You can also check him out on Instagram under the handle livingartbjj, all one word. I can't say enough good things about Ramses Bugarin. Make sure you check out the site. Make sure you check him out. And as always, if you guys are interested in finding out more about the Flow Podcast, you can run over to theflowrollpodcast.com. There you'll see a complete catalog of all our episodes. But we also have playlists there that are specifically geared towards some of the subjects that we deal with on the show, like pop culture, movies, movie reviews. And I have a combat playlist with all the interviews of the people and martial artists that i've had on the show so make sure you check that out i got some really great black belts on there who have really shared a lot of knowledge with us and it's been nothing but a privilege and you can find me edgar otraves on social media under the name edgar otraves and you can follow the show on instagram under the name the flow roll and if you like the show make sure you like subscribe comment and share wherever you get your podcast at and press all the buttons that make the podcast gods happy. Thank you so much for listening. This is Ergo Traves. We will catch you next time. Behave yourselves. Laters. Woo!